Hey guys. Long time no see. Seems like I continue to practice my really terrible habit of, you know, starting an hour later than I should. But, you know, ENTP, right? I'll be straight. I feel like really guilty that I do states uh, that I do start so late every time it happens. But there's always something going on, and I can't seem to uh, prevent certain people from violating my boundaries uh, when it comes to uh, you know this time of night. So I think maybe I need to rethink live streaming so late and uh, potentially actually do it so much sooner. Maybe, um, I don't know, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the morning shows. I honestly have no idea. So what I'm probably going to do is like put together some kind of quiz thing and give it to everyone and just let you guys choose what would probably be the more appropriate uh, time by voting on some whatever choices there are and then uh, going from there. So, but hey, I appreciate this audience's patience with me. Uh, as we get going uh, through. But a couple things uh, before I get started. Uh, one, I'm starting with Tori Amos tonight uh, for the challenge, uh, and then you guys can uh, go ahead and super chat me right after that uh, if you if you want. Um, otherwise, I'll just randomly pick people uh, that uh, I would want to type or perhaps look at the older super chats and then just run them through uh, for names that we haven't done before. And uh, if you guys uh, don't know, I think it's csjoseph.life forward slash famous, I believe. Or you go to csjoseph.life, bottom left-hand side of the page, and you can find a link there uh, to get uh, to uh, the page that has all the people we've typed in the past. So that you guys make sure you're not doubling up on Super Chats. We can do that. Um, also... Two episodes for season 19 just dropped uh, on Patreon, a gold tier. Find out more at csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon for that. We just did ISTJ and ISTP. And uh, the INTJ and the INFJ lectures, I believe, are dropping this month for season 19 for Patreon gold. So check that out as well. We also have our ultimate messaging formula promotion at ultimatemessagingformula.com going on right now as well. Uh, but other than that, happy to see you guys. Uh, just giving you guys a heads up that I'm going to be changing the direction of the YouTube channel in the very near future. I'm just trying to get everything set up first. Uh, also trying to wait for it to get a little bit warmer out here because uh, it's kind of hard to do it outside when it's as cold as it is. But uh, we're going to be making some changes with how the content is distributed. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but season 27 no longer exists been taken down it's even been taken down on patreon it'll be re-released in a different format in the near future uh, because uh, i made a bad decision with our content delivery plan and i got ahead of myself i apologize in advance for that but it will be made available uh again in the future i uh this time with a more uh pertinent uh or better approach and uh, a couple of the things as near as i can tell as well um, we are on the cusp of getting the quiz out. Um, the only thing that is missing is that I have to film, uh, let's see here, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, 
seven, eight, nine videos, uh, 10 videos, actually 10 videos. Uh, once I get those 10 videos done, they're all little like two minute, three minute videos. The test will be uh, put out there uh, for patrons to beta test. If you want to get in on the beta test, make sure you are a silver subscriber. We will announce it. If I have my way, it will be launching before March 1st, probably the week before March 1st is my target day. Uh, and uh, that, uh, yeah, like literally exactly one week from March 1st. And the personality test will be going live. That's my personal target for it. Uh, we'll have the beta out for patrons uh, to review, uh, patrons only. And uh, then we'll make some change, changes to it based on patron feedback before we make it available. Uh, likely uh, likely mid-April, I think, would be the official launch uh, for it. So just so you guys know, that's a thing as well. So yeah, sorry, a bunch doing a bunch of announcements, but kind of had to. I haven't been around. Oh, and by the way, um, the how to type uh, live stream is going to be changing as well. Uh, and... Uh, uh, season uh, 17 still remains, season 18 remains, and season 22 remains, and those are, and then that basically is 1 through 22, and that is the foundation for the science, and then everything else, we're going to be going right into practical application, and talking about some of the more intermediate levels of the science uh, at, at that point in time, so look for that content coming as well, but just realize that once uh, season 17, uh, well, uh, season 17, 18, 19, and 22 have come to a close, I'm going to be taking uh, my iPhone, uh, which the iPhone that I have, its camera is like amazing and the sound system on it is amazing. And I'm going to be going to various cities and I am going to be approaching random people on the street and basically typing them for everyone to see and reading their mental mail to them uh, for everyone here. Uh, I'll do a few recordings as a test, and then after that, I'm going to try to do it live. And uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, although I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to do it live, uh, but uh, I'm just being really ambitious here. And uh, maybe if anyone has any tips, by all means, share that in the comments. So anyway, I think that is enough. Uh, I think that's... Uh, basically enough for announcements for now. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. I just haven't seen you guys in a bit. I also just dumped a bunch of lectures on you guys. So uh, we got uh, ESFP Cognitive Transitions coming out. Uh, season 17, episode 10 and 11 are about the drop. Uh, season 18, episode 1 is also about the drop. Uh, and that one's going to be pretty heavy business. Um Season 18, I think, will be my crowning achievement. Out of every lecture series I've ever done, I think it will be the most important I've done. And it's going to be on the same level of depth as uh, season 16, which apparently is one of everyone's favorites. I didn't know this, but I was informed of this recently. So be very season 15, season 16, uh, more of an educational approach. Um, and uh, not so much the wow factor is more of, oh yeah, hey guys, here's how this works. So check that out. Uh, thank you for your patience. It's just we've had to change the direction that CSJ as a company has gone in because uh, we realized we were making a lot of mistakes and uh, we had to get things uh, rightly set up. So 
Anyway, be that as it may, on to the show. Uh, a few minutes in here and uh, onto the show. And the show is we're starting with Tori Amos tonight, and then we're going to go launch right into the highest super chat. Remember how this works, guys. You guys super chat who you want me to type. Whichever one has the highest U.S. dollar value is the one that gets priority. The show can last anywhere from 90 to 120 minutes within that range. And if the show ends, the show ends. So again, if you want your super chat handled, it's there. Uh, the following uh, episode of how to type that I actually do, the uh, higher previous uh, super chat will be the one that we leave off of, and that will be the one that I do if there are no super chats uh, already being added to the stack. So giving you guys a heads up on that, and that's how long we're going to be going with the show this evening. So um, with that being said, I think I should probably turn on my little uh, my little thingies. Um, there we go. Cool. Oh, and yes, by the way, definitely help keep the lights on. Uh, we are running uh, we are running a business here, so if you guys uh, would be open to financially contributing to us, csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. I tell everyone to go to that page because it has like the menu of everything you get, and it's freaking huge, like all the stuff that you get per tier. So check it out, and uh, we'll get that... Uh, We'll get that handled so but onto the show and hopefully i can get this to work appropriately now where is it awesome got that button there and i'm going down to the super chat channel here and here's the new stuff all right looks like uh, looking at kobe bryant tonight after we get tori amos and the challenge typing tori amos videos no, it's right here. So, all right, cool. We got these right here. Copy link there. And I believe it's this one. We'll be going in here. And awesome. Remember, guys, I need you guys to tell me specifically if the volume is good. If I need to turn up and down, communicate with me on that, please. And uh, we'll get that figured out. Can you guys hear that? Union, the country, and the world, and your personal roots. Uh, I love reading the stories about Thanks, your grandfather, your papa, and how he his story is interwoven into this album. Can you talk about? Oh my gosh, this lady in green, like you know, she's total se user, you know, but she's like direct initiating control. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, is she like? Is this an ENTJ? We're looking. Are we looking at an ENFJ here? I don't know, but just keep that in mind. You know, as we're going through this. I can't wait to like release my series of visual typing. It's gonna be hilarious. I I I really don't know how to do it without sounding like some like stereotype asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I mean, come on. I, I, I it's gonna be funny. Let's be honest. Uh, and and I'm and then I'm gonna probably make fun of stereotypes during during that show. But uh, hashtag tangents. You know what I'm saying? About him going. and your memories of him. Listening to him, I was enthralled. I didn't want to go in and see, um, what is it, uh, the Lawrence Welk show mm -hmm. that Nanny would be watching, <laughs> or any of the other shows that were happening, or even, I love the Beatles, but even find my brother wherever he was with his cousins listening to the Beatles across town, and it was a s small town in North Carolina, but I wanted to listen to this 
amazing storyteller, weave his stories. And so that's what propelled me to go to the Smoky Mountains in July 2016 to try and be around what he had been around. Even though he'd been in towns and small cities and he'd been working in the mills since he was very young. All right, so Tori Amos, uh, wow, okay. So far, she's constantly talking about other people, so gonna put a point down for expert sensing. Um, oof, drop frames. Uh, drop frames. So, yeah, I don't know who Tori Amos is either, so Amanda Lynn Gleason, like, I'm totally, like, all on top of that. So, is she an INFP? Young. Um, but I just wanted to be around the nature, hoping that I would be getting some songs. And no songs were coming in July 2016. But I think the seeds were being planted. That's when they did come. Um, they had been, you know, brewing. All right. Well, I mean, she seems very outcome focused, uh, you know, talk and hmm. So it seems control, and uh, she's like, oh, I was hoping trying to get some songs. You know, she's talking about what she's getting out of the situation, but then she didn't get that out of that situation. So that's a point for interest as well. You put down a point for interest and control. And taking in everything that was going on in the country. There's a story in your book, Piece by Piece, about how when you were a little girl, he used to take you out and say, listen to the earth. There are stories there, and if you find the right spot. The about silence. Please tell the ENFJ to uh, pipe down. We're trying to have a show here. Silence. Mm. Quiet. Listening to just the streams running. Johnny and I got lost because we, we, we ended up on a back road. That was a one lane. It was a service road. And my goodness, when there are no rails and you're going up those ridges, and you think for a minute, oh, look, we're riding the ridges like they say you can do in the travel book. Mm -hmm. And then you're thinking, Johnny's looking at me saying, huh, we're, we're doing more than <laughs> riding the ridges. And then we get to the very top. Hope she seems like super FI hero um, for sure. But, uh, well, um, she keeps talking about other people. I really want, I'm going to test against INFP, but it seems kind of ISFP-ish so far. Definitely responding, definitely informative and supportive informed respond control so she's definitely behind the scenes uh we know she's interest-based so automatically uh we're looking at uh we're looking at isfp or infp so far uh so let's uh let's kind of go in a little bit deeper and see where she's at with that and uh try to i don't really see much for abstraction i'm seeing concrete although she did make an abstract statement talking about the previous song so far so but let's bring up another interview just to just to you know get through it here. So uh, I'm gonna copy this one. Please, Discord, don't fail me. Thank you. Gosh. All right, and then I'm gonna open a new tab for that here. The stream. My internet connection is horrible. Like like it's bad. Oh no! Please don't play music. Uh, the copyright people don't like it when the music is playing. Hey Johnny, the, what you're bringing up is the reason that the music on this record is what it is and the stories is so much about responding to the last few years of being a creative team member on The Light Princess. So if you can imagine, um, I wasn't the captain of that ship, mm -hmm. therefore I was a sailor. 
And it's very different being captain and sailor, having been captain of my ship. So Marianne Elliott was the captain of that ship, and she's brilliant. Um, and watching her, she is an actor whisperer. And she is able to get people to do... Gosh, she seems so affiliative, you know? You're just like, so... Because, you know, I'm not the captain of the ship. You know what I'm saying? I, are you guys getting affiliative vibes here or what? Because, like, I am. I mean, it's, I mean, I have, like, the tattoo of affiliative starting to show up magically in my arm right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, super affiliative. Gosh. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's... It's getting it's getting pretty pretty affiliative here and then she's like um <laughs> i i she also made like one ne statement let me go back for it let me let me find hey, it johnny the what you're bringing up is the reason that the music on this record is what it is and the stories is so much about responding to the last few years of being a creative team member on the light a creative team member because I'm affiliative, ha! You know? Princess. So if you can imagine, um, I wasn't the captain of that ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, ham side, yes. The answer to your question is yes, you can do that. Absolutely. Therefore, I was a sailor. And it's very different being captain and sailor, having been captain of my ship. So... Having been captain of my ship because hashtag introverted sensing, LOL, the introverted sensing statement. All right. Marianne Elliott was the captain of that ship and she's brilliant. Um, and, and she's brilliant. Okay. I like that. One point for TE. Awesome. Watching her, she is an actor whisperer and she is able to get people. She is an activer uh, whisperer, and she is able to get people. Talking about people's ability and what they're able to do, potentially, that's an N-E statement. Not what they are doing, what they can do, right? To do the darndest things. Um, she would come up to me. To do the darndest things. Getting all informative on me. Thank you very much, lady. She's so cute. She's the cutest blonde you've ever seen in your life, but she's ruthless about all right story. tori i think everyone and, and so their she mother would thinks come you're cute by me and sam adams and my writing partner and she'd kneel and she'd say okay what am i watching here all right i missed that ne statement so i'm going to state it again but basically the ne statement that she made is like if you can imagine right that's what she made so yeah she's and also there was two affiliative statements in there there's nothing pragmatic in this person let's be honest there's no there's nothing pragmatic very informative responding control uh, she's affiliative, um, if you're in foreigner responding control, you're either an ISFJ or an INFP, but we know she's clearly FITE and definitely sp speaking about her past. She's a little bit older, so her ENFJ subconscious or her ENFJ unconscious is coming out and taking on that teaching role basically, which is okay. That's pretty fair. Uh, so she's, you know, and this is what we see in older people typically with cognitive transition. So that's why she's able to use her extroverted sensing a little bit more, even though it's obviously a trickster function. But when you get older and you start developing your superego, you're able to use your extroverted sensing function uh, erratically, but it's you're able to use it uh, like, uh, you know, as it gets closer to becoming a master function, right? In the same way, like, you know, you have the inferior becoming or the infant becoming the aspirational 
or you have the villain becoming the ally function uh, in the the demon becoming the angel well the trickster becomes the master basically you know so like it's the same approach bottom line is tori amos is an infp and i am being irresponsible right now and i need to fix my problem so uh tori uh, amos uh, infp and I am keeping track of that, uh, and that is, uh, um, and ends at 2040, and then I'm moving on to the next one. Uh, for those, whoever's doing those timestamps for us, like, thank you so much for doing that. Like, it's super dope that you do that uh, for whoever's helping us with the timestamps, because, you know, I'm an ENTP, and honestly, I don't have time to TE out all that. I just don't want to. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I get that it helps, you know, people have a better experience, but I have a C demon, but, you know, apparently, you know, according to everyone, I'm just, you know, uh, an ENTJ, which is funny because I recently found out that one of the people who labels me an ENTJ, well, apparently, like, they're kind of called out for some crazy stuff online recently, so who knows what that's all about. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, okay, so super chats for the evening. What do we got? Okay, so 33.5 USD. Okay, and then 34. So 39. All right, so Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, wait a minute, hold on. So can I add this 20 to the 15 I already sent in? So ham side already dropped Nick Fuentes. Uh, so Nick Fuentes is second place. So Kurt Vonnegut for Mr. Jordan Spike. Jordan Spike, you the bro. Thank you. And uh, we're going to get down to some Kurt Vonnegut. And uh, for all of our sakes this evening, Mr. Kurt Vonnegut will be blue ink. Blue ink. And I hope the drop frames warning stops uh, appearing in my face at every 10 seconds. Okay, cool. Kurt Vonnegut uh, interview. Let's get some different... Uh, Interesting fellow on his life and his career uh, interview on the Dick Cavett show. You know, let's do the Dick Cavett show. Why not? Let's do that. Kurt Vonnegut Jr. Uh, is a, a brand name that turns up on the very best of. That was my frame of mind too, and I was invited to go there by Care, his principal relief organization operating there, and. Uh, so I said, sure, let's go. And uh, so now I've swum in all three oceans. I had never swum in the Indian Ocean, and I made a point of that. You, you thought, without hesitation, let's go. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, what I said in one book is uh, unusual travel suggestions or dancing lessons from God. And I, <laughs> but I have indeed, by golly, yeah. been to uh, Mozambique, and I am in a position where I can actually uh, know what I'm talking about, which is unusual in my case. Uh, do you think in this... Oh, and I have a position to know what I'm talking about, which is unusual in this case. I could argue TI for that, for lower TI, but I also argue TE. So I'm going to put a point down for TE so far, uh, but uh, it, I, I could actually twist that in a TI statement as well. But let's keep going. It's a world where we're told that uh, the average American can't find Canada or Mexico on a map. I think this is a lot of the students can't. Oh, I think it's quite true, yeah. Uh, well, it is on the west coast of, or on the east coast of Africa, on the Indian Ocean. It's about twice the size of California, and it's 
a famous place where people are starving is a hell of a lot of them. There are over a million refugees, is people unable to farm or look after themselves at all. And so there are many relief agencies operating there. This has nothing to do with the weather. Uh, it's very much like California. It's that, it's that beautiful. It has the longest coastline in Africa. As it's not overpopulated. They haven't overbred. There are only 14 million people in two Californias. And uh, it should be paradise, except it is an absolute nightmare. And the reason is political. It has nothing to do with the lack of rainfall or... Mm -hmm. I could argue ISTJ, I could argue INTP, I could argue so many different things. This guy is pretty well uh, developed and, and balanced, uh, pretty close to cognitive integration. So this is a much more challenging one, which is very exciting. So let's find, uh, let's find some more interviews. Come back instead. And they would tell me what was wrong with it. And uh, they were right. Breakfast of Champions is a tale of a meeting of two lonesome, skinny, fairly beloved and respected human beings in history. I do know who invented kill. Okay, so at the very beginning, he made an S I N E statement uh, talking about someone talking to him and how he was responding. Let's uh, let's do this one over here. Kurt Vonnegut lecture interview, nineteen ninety nine. Kurt Vonnegut forever changed the landscape of American fiction with books like Slaughterhouse-Five and Breakfast of Champions. His most recent novel, Tom Quake, was said to be his last, but there were others. Please welcome Kurt Vonnegut. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Now, what are you doing? You're going back and getting stuff. No. Well, that you wrote yeah, I, for I magazines. But, but, I mean, we want new stuff from you, not old stuff. Well, yeah. If you want good stuff and not crap, too. Right? <laughs> well, if you want good stuff and not crap, <laughs> all right, all right. That was a that was a that was a TIFE statement, and that was an NE statement talking about like what he wanted, etc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, who wouldn't? No, it's I never thought I'd amount to a hill of beans in 1965 when I went to work for the Writers' Work. In 1965, when I went to work for the so-and-sos, because I'm an SI user. Shop in yeah. Iowa, I was completely out of print. Yeah. Now I'm completely in print, including my earliest stories. And there was a professor at the University of Minnesota, Peter Reed, who dug up all these stories. I wouldn't have known how to do it. Oh, is that right? He went and got them? I wouldn't have known how to dig up all these stories, you know, because, and this guy did it because he valued me, you know, because I'm an SI user and I got TIFE while also being informative and control and responding and hashtag behind the scenes. And I'm looking more and more and more like an INTP by the second. But let's let's verify just in case, ladies and gentlemen. Them and found yeah. them and put them together? Yeah, well, I didn't have any sort of archives at all. and uh, You didn't keep them? You had to have kept them. No, I was ashamed of them. Oh. No, I wasn't. I was just careless. <laughs> and I, I really didn't. No, I was just careless because I lack extroverted sensing. You know, <laughs> why, why, why bother with that? You know, and uh, so fair enough. I didn't think they would matter much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Peter Reed. So Peter Reed gets the credit for bringing. Guys, just so you guys know, INP authors are like the best authors because those are the ones that are all about world building uh, and because they, they remember everything and they keep all their judgments internally. 
uh, with people that they're able to expound all of those judgments externally on paper. This is why INFPs and INTPs are the greatest authors of all time. That's why that's where you get Robert Jordan, George R. R. Martin, etc. Those kinds of authors, Robert Greene, and it's, it's specifically INP writers, just in my opinion, absolutely dominate. Um, you know, yeah, there's some great INFJ ones out there, but. Uh, uh, these together, not I Kurt Vonnegut. That's right. Were you hesitant at all, or were you pleased? Well, I didn't know what to think, and I, uh, so I. Well, I didn't know what to think, which is a typical Crusader response. Yeah, like, LOL, Mr. Crusader, and he's behind the scenes, uh, and uh, seems pretty systematic with his approach, but. Uh, Let's keep going. I showed the stories to Putnam and, and said, you know, well, are these embarrassing or what? And they said, no, they're, they're okay, we'll publish them. So here we are. So you went to your publisher and said, look, I found these. Peter Reed did this thing. He found yeah. these and, and take a look at them and see. Credit. Oh, good for you for giving credit where credit is due. Well, as I couldn't have done it without him and... Uh, uh, well, I couldn't have done it without him. Wow, look at him being so dutiful, so T-I-F-E, you know, fair enough. Pretty good, giving credit where it's due. It's technically the best way to do something. Systematic. There's really, there's really no point in going further with this. This man is an INTP, and for some reason, it is frozen. I wish it was not frozen anymore. And there it goes. My whiteboard. It just crashed. Gotta love it. Gotta love those crashed whiteboard programs. Crash. One day to load. There we go. Cool. And INTP. Awesome. All right, there you guys have it. I'll put this one down here. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut uh, INTP. Uh, and we ended that at 3025. And uh, awesome. Cool. And let's move on to the next one. Thank you for uh, that one. I really liked how advanced that was. Then he just kind of slipped right in there and we moved on. Cool. Awesome. All right. Who's next? Let's go to, uh, let's see here, Kurt Vonnegut. Mr. Jordan Spike, thank you, good sir. I'm gonna delete that message. Yes, delete. And then uh, we got uh, Van Hyde's next. Uh, so um, Nick Fuentes. All right, Nick Fuentes. Did we do a Nick Fuentes already? This sounds familiar to me. I'm not entirely sure. Well, I think I'd remember. Let's see, Nick Fuentes interview with Mayo of the ENTP. Um, all right, cool. Let's see. Interview Nicholas J. Fuentes. Now! It's, it's, it's the interview that none of you have shown up for. The audience is very thin this week. He's been boycotted. Actually, that's not true. We've had quite a good turnout. Uh, I want to discover just what makes him tick. He is the one and only adorable, but absolutely reprehensible young man. Person who I want to simultaneously squeeze the cheeks of and slap the shit out of.
not the commercial ones, but the point is, they carry out in those realms the exact same principles that they display in sexuality. They under <laughs> First of all, I have an apology to make you. I left you on a runway once upon a time. I was very badly advised, I think, by the people who were looking after me at the time. We flew you in for an interview and then we didn't end up doing it and you didn't get the message until you'd landed. And I haven't had the opportunity to, to say sorry on air, so I'm sorry about that. And that was, that was two years ago or something now, but we shouldn't have done it to you. Um, now, pretty much all your... Look at that Milo Yiannopoulos guy. He's like feeling so guilty as an ENTP putting poor Nick Fuentes through this. Fans hate me and a sizable chunk of my readers and listeners don't like you very much either. But my suspicion, my hope at least, is that we have more in common than we have dividing us. And that's the purpose of this interview. I think, perhaps you agree, that um, too often people on the right... You can just tell that Nick Fuentes is, like, bubbling to, like, say something. And he's, like, you can already tell by his body language how movement he is. But he's trying so hard to be, like, respectful. <laughs> Let's see how long he can keep it up. Say they don't trust a word the media says. And then believe everything that the media tells us about each other. So the purpose very upset with you for... I wasn't... Oh, no, it's, thank it's, you. It's, thank it's, you a, yeah. it's very enjoyable. Uh, you know, you have one hour to cook a batch of cookies and Cookie Monster has 15 ovens working 24 hours a day every day for five years. How long does it take Cookie Monster to make six million batches of cookies? I don't know. That's a good question. Get the message. <laughs> now. Yeah. No, I'm not allowed Honestly, any of this stuff. Chip. Is that, is that, yeah. Oh, wait, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm a cookie this. expert here. So. Oh, I, <laughs> I love them. If you correctly guess how many cookies are on this uh, lovely luxury cookie platter, you will win a copy of E. Michael Jones's new book on cities. Very good. Uh, now, what is your guess? Okay, well, you know, I know there's the one correct answer that the media expects from me. Oh, God. I, no, <laughs> I know there's the one correct answer that the media expects from me. That's technically, that's technically, uh, an abstract statement. That's S I N E, and that's and it's also like T I F E. Uh, so that's like literally all that information from one sentence. That was pretty cool. All right, let's do uh, Mr. Uh, Fuentes Aki, and uh, let's continue on. I tried. <laughs> I tried. You made yourself clear. Is there a all right, I need a different interview before like like I'm sorry. I have to get away from this now. I, I'm triggered by it. Um, student gets death threats after Virginia rally. Asks Nick Fuentes questions. Okay. Mr. Fuentes, how would you respond to the criticism that your advocacy for free speech is not in defense of any liberal enlightened principles, but rather as a pretense to give yourself a platform Look at how movement he is, like, come on. <laughs> like, For extremist views. Well, I would say that somebody like Charlie Kirk should be consistent with his views. You know, he says he's in favor of free speech. He says he's in favor of debating anyone, anytime, anywhere. I think he should live up to that. And I do believe in free speech. I believe that I'm, of course, not a liberal. I don't identify as a liberal, but I do believe... Okay, he just cut himself off, tangented. He's like, okay, yeah, I, of course I'm on a level. He's super informative, informative initiating movement, and then uh, do, going full on TI uh, as a result. Let's uh, let's keep going. 
believe that freedom of expression in politics. When he's talking about consistency, uh, that's like, because uh, TI, especially TI hero, TI parent, they're aware of people's contradictions, and that's where the TI comes from, basically. Six is something that helps us find solutions. You know, if you read the first arguments for free speech, they came from John Stuart Mill. You know, he wrote about this. He made a utilitarian argument that free speech allows us to entertain ideas that will help fix society. You know, that only if we. Entertain ideas that will help fix society. It's also a TIFE statement as well. A very abstract, it's also a systematic approach. Um, talking about the system. You can have a free discussion about problems and solutions. Can you find the proper problems and solutions? And I think so. When we look at what's happening now, it's indispensable to have free speech so we could talk about the problems in our country and the solutions. So, I mean, that's why I think it has value, but I'm not a liberal. Aren't the positions that you're advocating for uh, Fascism in, an, in another name? No, I don't think so. I'm not a fascist. I'm a paleo-conservative. I'm not a fascist. I'm a paleo-conservative. Gosh, gotta love that TI uh, in there. Awesome. I want to see some more SI from him, though. Let's see. There's another uh, uh, Nick Fuentes show. Uh, let's see. Explains rise of Nick Fuentes. Uh, versus Dave, uh, let's see. Nick Fuentes on Alex Jones. All right, I have to do this. I have to. Maybe Alex Jones will ask him if he knows how to turn the frogs gay. A big scene, I didn't go there to cause trouble. I went actually to get a picture with Charlie Kirk and I think he played just a small clip there. I went to go get a picture with Charlie Kirk, the big man from Turning Point USA. Okay, I went here, I went there, I didn't do that to do that. Okay, so that's a series of SI statements right off the bat as he's talking to Alex Jones. Hey. Well, you're right. Uh, his organization, the rank and file, sometimes do good work. Uh, but I was stopped. I was intercepted by security at Politicon and actually several police officers. If you see in the video, it's not like I was in uh, some kind of threatening posture or anything. I, I went up to get a picture, and I was intercepted by five or six police officers who told me. I was intercepted by five or six police officers. Okay, SI. Maybe a little bit of any hyperbole in there. Yeah, I would not be allowed to take a picture with Charlie Kirk. Yeah, and there it is. Um, and then that escalated the next day. Rather, I think it was the same day, but a few hours later, I went to attend his debate with Kyle Kalinske, who is a leftist. It's actually sort of ironic. Inside that debate, Charlie... Informed initiating movement, initiated again. Uh, still informative, still movement. And uh, yeah, it's, he's obviously a crusader, so and uh, starter crusader <sighs> and he just keeps going on and on and on and on i uh, made some abstract statements so there you go mr nick fuentes is an entp not that anyone is remotely shocked uh but let's uh um let's get that there nick fuentes entp ends at uh because trying to be responsible for the audience 39 uh 30 awesome cool and moving on to the next person on the list. Maybe this time we'll get to use the rainbow ink. I wonder who's next on the list because they're going to get rainbow ink. So let's keep going. Awesome. All right. And okay. So we're still in our first hour, guys. Uh, we're still in our first hour. So we're going to keep going here. And let's see here. So let's get uh, Mr. Fuentes out of the thing here. 
and then get Mr. Fuentes out of here. Delete message there. Okay. So current high bid is, so we got Millie Martinez at $30. Um, and then Sergey has got 34. And then, uh, so Logic the Rapper, Edward Snowden is at 35, okay, which would put Mr. Snowden at top. And someone else is adding the Snowden, so currently Edward Snowden is top. All right, well, looks like we're doing Edward Snowden. And Edward Snowden gets to have the rainbow ink tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He has the honor of having rainbow ink. So I've always wanted to do Edward Snowden, so... Um, uh, I'm going to have to say he's an ENTP, quite frankly. That's my gut feel on that as well. An ISFJ-focused ENTP at that. But uh, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see where that is. Um, that was just always my, my vote. He might be an INTP, and I could be completely wrong and not really know what I'm talking about. So let's, uh, let's verify together, shall we? Snowden interview. Cool. Full interview, um, whistleblower, I don't want to live in a society that does these sort of things. Okay, let's do that one. Uh, let's do him, let's do that one. Uh, the Daily Show, the government will say I ate her enemies. No, 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 let's do. Uh, so Ed Snowden, um, a lot of people in this country are probably curious, when was the last time you had substantive discussions about coming home to the United States, and would this still be your... Uh... Who still thinks Brian Williams is remotely credible? And you're not, I mean, let's be honest, I'm not the best person to be talking about credibility, let's be straight, but who really cares to watch Brian Williams? Oh, maybe boomers are. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe it's all about the, the trying to remember the times of Tom Brokaw and Dan Rather. Let's hope we have Brian Williams, I guess, maybe. Um, that is explicitly forbidden uh, under the Espionage Act, which, as you know, it's increasingly being used against the sources uh, of journalism instead of foreign spies. Uh, the law makes no distinction between someone who uh, tells a secret to a journalist uh, and someone who tells a secret to a foreign government. Uh, and, and so, uh, yeah, there, have not, there has not been any movement, unfortunately, on that conversation since the Obama administration when... Uh, I told um, the, the government that uh, all they need to do is give me the right of what we call a public interest defense. Uh, this is a fair trial, an open trial, where the jury hears what is happening and they decide, was this justified or not? Um, and un unfortunately... Uh okay, that's a systematic statement, talking about a jury, talking about justification, was it justified or not? Uh, also government as well. Very systematic approach. He's not talking about what he's getting out of it, what the people's getting out of it. He's just talking about like fairness and the system of fairness. Uh, then Attorney General Eric Holder responded and said, uh, we can't promise that. We won't promise that. We will promise not to torture you. Uh, unfortunately, I'd say uh, that's not quite enough. Something you've said repeatedly is that you would expect and you would accept a certain Never be a question of when my government is ready, um, when my government wants me to help, I will be there. Ooh, that was a very SI statement. When my government re is ready or when they want me to help, I will be there. You know, that very SI and a very dutiful statement. Um, and I could actually argue a little bit uh, affiliative 
you know, as a result. And we might actually have an ISF trade on our hands, which would be pretty cool. Which would actually be really interesting if you think about it, because Julian Assange is an ISFJ. Think about that, guys. Uh, when comparing Edward Snowden to Julian Assange, keep that uh, Assange. Keep that. Keep that in mind. How has your opinion changed about Mr. Putin since you've been in Russia? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't think uh, it really has changed because uh, the, the question might presume that I had a positive opinion at, at some point. Um, I think everyone would agree, probably including the Russian president himself, uh, that he is an authoritarian leader. I think everyone agree, including the Russian president himself, will think he is an authoritarian leader. That's actually a TE statement. That's not a TI statement. Uh, I think the Russian government broadly does not have a good record on, on human rights, um, and that hasn't changed. Ooh, I think the Russian record does not have a good record on uh, human rights. That's another TE state when you're talking about record-related stuff. Man, he's looking like an SJ, but he might be an ISTJ now. Whoa, interesting twist here. Let's keep going. How odd is it to about the record of electoral interference? Ooh, the record of electoral interference, systematic, anti-E, simultaneously. Interesting. Um, and they looked at the history of uh, Russia and the Soviet Union and an electoral interference by intelligence agencies. Uh, and they found, I think, 36 different cases uh, of electoral interference over roughly the past 50 years. But Ooh, roughly the past 50 years. Oh, my gosh. This guy could literally be a clone of the guy that wrote that book, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. If you guys haven't read that book, what are you doing with your life? Seriously, the audio version is excellent. Check it out. But then they also looked at the United States intelligence services and found that we had interfered in foreign elections uh, 81 different times. Um, 81 different times. Oh, my gosh. And then the introverted sensing over and over and over. I got to go to a different interview, guys. And, uh, a systems engineer, systems administrator. Uh senior advisor uh, for the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, solutions consultant, and a... Look at him just going through all of his credentials. You know what I'm saying? Gosh, I can't be more credentialed than Edward Snowden. Oh, wait, I could if I was an ISTJ. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you, Mr. Affiliative. Thank you, Mr. Systematic, and thank you, Mr. TE, for telling us all about your credentials while simultaneously you're, like, really direct and responding while you do it. Come on a uh, telecommunications information systems officer. One of the things people are going to be most interested in in, in, in trying to understand what, who you are and, and what you're thinking is there came some point in time when you crossed this line of thinking about being a whistleblower um, to making the choice to actually become a whistleblower. Walk people through that decision-making process. Uh, when you're in positions of, of privileged access, like a... When you are in positions of privileged access, very N-E, very systematic. Positions, talking about, that's an affiliative statement, and the concrete statement coming around the corner. A systems administrator for these sort of intelligence community agencies. You're exposed to a lot more information on a broader scale than the average employee. And you are exposed to a lot more, uh, you are exposed to a lot more information on average skill than the average employee. Concrete AF, good sirs, and guess what, even more TE. 
Bottom line is our uh, Rainbow Inc. Uh, special guest tonight, Mr. Edward Snowden, is an ISTJ, ladies and gentlemen. And that finished at 48.08. Awesome. Wow. Uh, shocking and awesome. I'm very uh, happy that he's actually an ISTJ. Uh, also uh, caused me to realize that the movie is absolute BS and uh, all the other um, uh, articles about his private life would also have to be, be BS as well because, I mean, let's face it, folks. I mean, he's an ISTJ. Come on. So uh, take that for what you will. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, ISTJs, they, they, uh, they make it really easy to pass those polygraphs, you know, with how loyal they are. The thing is, is that that FI child has to really decide, you know, what is the good thing to do? You know, this is uh, this is someone who's all about, you know, being, you know, grateful and whatnot. But hey, you know, I got to take responsibility for my actions because, you know, here it is. I mean, it's like, hey, we're going to treat Edward Snowden just as bad as uh, as Kevin Mitnick. And yet Edward Snowden, you know, versus Kevin Mitnick, who broke in or who was let in? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a little weird to me, you know, just a little, just a little weird. All right, cool. Thank you for that very... Uh, very awesome uh, Edward Snowden surprise. I, it's nice for me to be a surprise sometimes uh, instead of like my, you know, uh, presuppositions. Um, so, okay, cool. Let's see who's next here on our list. Got Logic, the rapper, uh, seems to be next in line. So let's do that logic the rapper nice okay and back into the red ink we go logic uh the rapper senors senores senors monsignor okay no uh okay let's go yours all right logic the rapper interview nice Logic the Rapper and ENFP, huh? That's what people are saying. Okay. Travis Smiley, Between the Sheets, Logic. Okay. Bobby Hall, Branching Out. Okay. No. Logic Interview at the Breasts. Okay. Upbringing and Inspirations. Power 106, Los Angeles. All right, let's do it. I'm sorry, it's Tavis. Smiley, my bad. ...of how we're perceived, and yeah. that's, you know, that really affects how we act and, and how we mature um, as individuals. So for me, um, growing up in my household and being a student of uh, peace, love, and positivity, which mm -hmm. is my whole thing, I had to be able to look inward, you know? It's almost like when somebody tells you something, when you're so sure of something, like mm -hmm. whether you're... you're, you're all right, I just got like my brain just melted with all the informative, initiating movement, starter type jazz going on with this fellow. Let's be straight formative initiating movement yeah like that's literally what's going on here so having a conversation or it's a bet or a this or that and you're so sure and then you're wrong mm -hmm. it's you know you have to be able to go oh damn I was wrong mm -hmm. and shake that person's hand and learn from it you know to be able to mature so that's what I had to do I had to look in the mirror and say like this is me you know whether people like me or not this is this is
whether people like me or not. That is a T-I-F-E statement, and that is a horrible tick mark, but I don't that's care. I'm going to be, and that's why, yeah, I rap, and I solve Rubik's Cubes, and I'm married, and I'm, yeah. I look how I look, and, I, and I, I represent peace and love, and, like, you know, that's a lot. Those things don't necessar aren't necessarily praised um, in, ma in the mainstream media that is uh, hip-hop or yeah. whatever you want to call rap today. Yeah. Uh, which I Or whatever you want to call rap today because I'm S-I-N-E, and I got my T-I-F-E, and I don't care, L-O-L. And that's a little bit systematic, yo. I think it's BS because hip hop was was founded on diversity. Hip hop was founded on uh, love and peace and being, and being who you truly are. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I'm still persecuted every single day for, for being myself. I, I'm still persecuted every single day for being myself because I'm pragmatic and you know all these people don't value me because I'm different because I'm part of a psychological minority that goes against you know people like me because we're three percent of the population while simultaneously being the feministic type. You know what I'm saying? And it's like okay, yeah, bro, totally feel your pain. You know what I'm saying? Totally feel your pain. Let's keep going. You know, um, but I just I, I, I'd rather be uh, hated for who I am than love for who I'm not. I so that's that. kind of the motto. See, that's nice too. Thanks. So we, we, we taking turns here? Is that how we're going to do this? No, it's not. Because hip-hop can also represent a culture, and a culture is an F.E. statement. Don't, don't mix the two. It's not, he's not using hip-hop as a credential, okay? Which is more in tune with T.E. name-dropping. you got to look at the intent or the interest from which he's actually stating, you know, uh, about hip-hop. He was looking at hip-hop objectively, you know, uh, from that point of view. He wasn't using it as a credential, dude. Nah, you got it. <laughs> no, 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 you're the star, though. Yeah. You, you said something a moment ago that got my attention, um, which is that it, it takes a certain... It's okay to fall and get back up because that's, you know, it's almost like, um, what's that saying? It's okay to fall and get back up. That's another T-I-F-E statement. The, the, uh, the reason the master is the master and the student is the student is because the master has failed. The reason... The master is the master and the student is, is the student. Logical statement is because, and insert logical statement. This is TI, folks. This is seriously TI, okay? Like, do, do I need to say any more here? Even more times than the student has ever tried. Mm -hmm. and because the master has failed even more times than the student has ever tried. Okay, hello, logic. And for the master to say, I have failed, and you know. And for the master to say, I have failed, he's lining up another logical statement. Oh, and stand tall and say, I have failed. And it's a stand tall too. Because, you know, it's a big deal. When it comes to the masters -E. of society, you know, it's, it's about. Because it comes to the masters of society and that, like, that TE label, because I'm using TE credit to bash against that. Err, you know? Come on. Uh, always being right or always mm -hmm. being perfect rather than um, admitting their, their own defeat at times. Three or four rather than admitting their own defeat at times. LOL, and he brings it all together with, guess what, more logic. That's TI, guys, come on, come on. Times now, you have given us your mantra, which I love, peace, love, positivity. Totally. But knowing your backstory as I do, those three things could have been bitterness. Man, I mean, we're just kind of getting into it, like growing up, both of my parents were addicted, uh, addicted to alcohol and narcotics, my father specifically to crack cocaine, and he's 62 years old now, and he's, he's been clean for a few years, and he's, he's doing well now, but back then he wasn't a part of my life, you know, having a black father and a white mother, father that wasn't there, being raised by my mother, then my brothers and sisters from, or half brothers and sisters, I mean, they're my brothers and sisters, but mm -hmm. uh, from other black men that, that uh, my mother had them with, um, it was like a weird kind. The guy is like movement AF. Why is this guy an ESTP?
Like, seriously, you're going to, like, trigger Railgun, and all of a sudden, like, her foot's just going to end up going through the screen here. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Like, no. She, <laughs> hey, this guy ain't no PSTP. Let's be straight. Let's go to a different interview. Come on. I've been friends with Logic, or Bobby, as he introduces himself, for a few years now. He's at a really interesting and matured place in his life and career, and I wanted to have a conversation about where... Like you said, most people who grow up around that sort of end up taking on those same kind of behaviors, but you immediately at a young age were like, no, this is not the... I think it's because like, you saw the effect probably, Yeah, I right? definitely saw the effect, but I also saw how it affected me because I've always wanted to... And I also saw how it affected me. Okay, yeah, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not an SI user. I would never make a statement like that. No, no. I've always, always wanted a family and children and it's like, these are things that I'm excited to have and do. I've always wanted a family and children. These are, you know, things that I'm excited to have and do, you know, and experience for myself because I'm an SI user, but I'm also an F user at the same time, you know, because LOL, guess what? Whether or not, you know, if anyone likes it or not, I'm a crusader type because crusader. And be a part of an experience as a man, but like. And experience as a man, as the role of the F.E. role of a man. Okay, F.E. and experiencing it on his own. Gosh, he just keeps like making it easier for me. I just knew because I was the child like being abused or witnessing abuse like oh I would never want to make anyone feel like that. Mm. It was weird like you call it God, energy, the universe, whatever but it was this. You call it God, energy, the universe, whatever. Okay that's an abstract statement. Interesting. Thing that's like voice that was like D you know don't do that. I mean yeah. I still did stupid shit. I'm going to test against ISFJ just in case, but wait, like a forward initiating movement, not seeing the whole ISFJ controlness, you know what I'm saying? Not seeing the responding either. It keeps initiating additional points, but well, well, you know, you guys keep bouncing around here and for some reason you refuse to believe he's an ENTP for some reason. So like, we're going to keep going. Shit, but like, not like that. Yeah, you weren't going around beating people up and yeah. stuff like that. I can see like the joke. Like, you coming, say so dude, I'm saving them up. I'm saving them up. I can see the joke coming. Okay, that was extrovert intuition. That was extrovert intuition. He was intuitively seeing what the next thing this guy was going to say. Come on. It's just like, man, this is a momentous occasion. It's something I'm always going to remember. And like, hey, why not? And then two, I can give it to my son whenever I have kids. That's so it's true. like an heirloom. So I, I'm really weird. I don't spend a lot of money. Like, it was. I'm always like, man, should I do this or should I do that? And my friends are like, you're rich, motherfucker. Are you serious? Like, Yeah, live <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah, live yeah. a little bit, for sure. That's that's a thing. So, I'm... Oh, you're rich. And then he just drops an F-bomb like that. Okay, yeah, super pragmatic. You think an ISFJ is ever going to do that? Not really. I'm spending a little bit of money, kind of, you know, but it's always... Remember, Chris Evans is like the ISFJ approach. Slight shit. It's not like insane. It's not crazy. It's more so like things like experiences. Like, I feel bad even when I buy clothes. Like, I feel bad when I even buy clothes. Look at that effy child guilt. Because I feel bad when I buy clothes, too. And then my wife has to do it. Like, she bought me these, like, boots recently. And they were dope. And then they were too small. And then we have to get some new ones. But you know what? They're, like, the best boots I ever had in my life. And it's just, you think I know how to dress myself, guys? Come on, let's be straight. Railgun's got to do it. I mean, that woman's got some taste. I mean, look at me. I'm just wearing black. I'm also wearing black. I My socks are black. You can't get more black than that. Well, actually, you can, I guess, if you want to, like, turn this into a racial slur because you have nothing else better to do. But let's be honest. I'm talking about my wardrobe here. Come on. The guy is a freaking ENTP, dudes. Like, seriously. It's just straight up. Logic is an ENTP at 59.19. Thank you very much. Okay? Yeah. Cool. All right. 
logic is an ENTP and I am going to reset the board and move on to the next one. That was a very fun one, guys. I, I mean, like, that was a really fun one. I might actually listen to some more of his music. I love me some ENTP music. Gotta get some of that Kanye West in there, you know, some Tupac Shakur, you know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's get some ENTP music going, you know? Doing it right. Doing it right. I'll be making my own music pretty soon, folks, and you guys can deal with the fact that, you know, I'm really interesting at poetry. And some of you all here on this channel really know that that's the truth. So I wonder what I got cooking up coming around the corner. You know what I mean? We'll see. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, we're going to use some blue ink, and uh, we're going to uh, get rid of the uh, Edward Snowden thingy here because we did that. We are going to get rid of the Logic the Rapper thing here because we did that. And who's next up on the list? So... We got Melanie Martinez at 30, but then we got Desiree Arkhaven at 30 as well. Well, lots of 30s actually. However, we have 33.5 USD at the top, which means Alicia Nero's got Kobe Bryant in, so Kobe Bryant is the first one on the list. So we're typing Kobe Bryant tonight, the late Kobe Bryant, and he gets himself a nice little shade of blue because why not? Kobe Bryant, let's do this. Kobe Bryant. Big boy named Brian. Uh oh. I think he caught it. Really? I think he caught it, man. We've had some people that slaughtered yeah, that, man. man. We have a lot. Cool. So, Kobe Bryant interview gives a classic presentation on MBA versus college. Okay. Shared his. Alright, no, no. Minds of a winner. Final AT interview. Um, gosh, post-retirement interview, criminal charges changed me. Yeah, Karina's own words. Uh, my name is Kobe Bryant. I'm 17 years old, and I've been lucky enough to live not only in different parts of the United States, but uh, Europe as well. My father played professional basketball. He played for the Philadelphia 76ers, Houston Rockets, and San Diego Clippers. He played professional basketball for eight years, and uh, after eight years, after his eighth year, he decided that it would be best for him to move on and to take his talent elsewhere. So we packed our bags and moved to Italy, where uh, he played professional basketball again. SCNI talking about someone else's experience instead of his own. People are there to listen to him to speak, but he's talking about other people, um, which is typical of SC users. Got to use that there. Um, it's definitely SCNI. Looks like an SP so far, but let's keep going. For eight years. At the time, I was only six years old, and I was pretty much clueless about the whole situation. But my parents basically told me, Kobe, you're going to an Italian school. We want you to learn a new language. And uh, when you're young, you just basically do whatever your parents tell you to do with no questions asked. So I said, fine. I'm going to learn this new language, which I did. Uh, I can speak Italian fluently. And I met a lot of new faces, a lot of interesting people. And, you know, Italy became my home. Now, my heart is there. My heart will always be there. So it's very hard. My father told us that. Yeah, she's having a hard time. Seems pretty, uh, it kind of seems informative to me. Are we looking at an ISFP? We'll see. Put a point down for informative. Definitely control. So. 
between ESTP or ISFP so far, but uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Congratulations on what a final game that was. Thank you. You could not you. have, you know, dreamed of anything like that, right? No, for sure. I mean, it was, uh, I couldn't believe that it actually happened, you know, that this moment was actually here, and this is the game. Yeah. You know, it was really, it's kind of a strange, strange feeling. I know. When you were walking out, were you, I mean, you must have been emotional when you woke up that day, right? No, you know, I was pretty calm because it doesn't really dawn on you. Then when I walked in the arena and you kind of feel the electricity. Yeah. You just kind of start getting a little nostalgic. Yeah. And then you realize everybody's here to watch this final game. Don't suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know Everyone's here to watch this final game. Don't suck. That's an SE statement. That's also a TE statement as well, talking about uh, his status in that si on that situation. Um, gosh, uh, definitely seems, uh, seems responding, um, but let's keep going. You know, it's like yeah. you gotta uh, make sure you then I come out and miss like my first five shots. It's yeah, like, well, oh. that's the thing. It's like you then you're then it could really screw with you because if you're not hitting it right away, then you're like you yeah. could unravel. Yeah, but you know the last game you say, you know what? I'm just gonna go out there and just let it all yeah. hang loose. So. And when you see all those celebrities, I mean they're there a lot anyway. Let me go out there, let it all you know hang loose, you know, because that's what I do because I'm pragmatic and uh, concrete AF. But it, it, does that distract you at all when you look over and see somebody? No, it, it's fun. It just adds to the excitement. It, mm -hmm. it adds to the focus. I'm, I was sitting on the bench, and I, I heard your voice come up on the on the jumbo train. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, man, you got Ellen up there too. Oh, uh, when I was saying goodbye to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, that, that was, was that was pretty. That was funny. I didn't think anybody would even hear it because it's going to be so noisy. No, in there. I mean it's such a you know the Fresh Prince is such a catchy yeah. catchy tune. You <laughs> Thank know. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway. No, they haven't. And it was like, uh, Dad, where did that come from? It was like, Yo, honey, you know, I used to be pretty good back uh, in the day when uh, you were like, you know, <laughs> you know. So they, they, they thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I think uh, the coolest thing for them is me walking out just now and not embarrassing them completely. Oh, not embarrassing them completely. Okay, yeah, TEFI talking about embarrassment, still informative for sure. Definitely control, very outcome focused. Um, and pragmatic concrete is looking like an ISFP more and more, guys. But not dancing pathetically. Well. But not dancing pathetically. Okay, that's another SETE statement. Nice. Do you or really never dance? Maybe I did. No, you didn't. It was it was a swag. It was a little bit. No, it's more of SFP jest. Wayfarer types uh, jest about themselves when they're uncomfortable. It's actually probably the number one skill that INTJs need to learn the most to help them overcome their FE trickster is that they need to always lead with a joke to break the ice. And it's usually because the people they're most compatible with are crusader types. And those are the ones that are basically surround themselves in ice, basically. And the only way to get through that ice is through jokes. And their golden quadra, the wayfarers, understand that. It's kind of like when you're the captain of the ship because you're a wayfarer, you're a treasure hunter, you've got your own pirate ship, and you're trying to break through the ice, you know, uh, like because your, your ship is surrounded by ice and you don't want to be caught by the ship because the ice is inhibiting your freedom, you know, and you're trying to like ram through the ice to get out so you can get out to open waters to get to that freedom, basically. It's the same kind of concept. And uh, being able to ram their way through the ice is to break the ice. That's why the term break the ice exists, so that wayfarers lead with some kind of joke. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily effy self-deprecation in that side. It's more of like uh, being able to make fun of themselves. It's different. I mean, yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong if you just pose and do that. Right, that's what I figured. I kind of yeah. just stick to my one-two, you know what I mean? Right. And make sure I don't completely embarrass my children. Do you ever dance? 
<laughs> stick to my one, two, and make sure I don't completely embarrass my children. That's another TE statement. Uh, one thing you know about ESTPs, they will embarrass their children. They will expose their children because they see embarrassment as an opportunity for their children to personally grow. A parent who is avoiding embarrassment, they're a TE user. Uh, so like SETE would avoid embarrassing, whereas SEFE would absolutely embarrass. Templar types like to embarrass, whereas Wayfair types like to avoid embarrassment. Keep that in mind. Yes, of oh, course. Oh, you do? Yeah, but I'm a better sit-down dancer. Everybody is. You know what I'm saying? Like, from here on down, this does not work. But, like, uh -huh. like up here, like, I could sit here and dance all day. Like, you think, like, <laughs> like me and... I'm a great sit-down dancer. All right, that's pretty informative uh, and super concrete. So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm convinced we have enough evidence here. He is a wayfair, informative, responding control, uh, and not really initiating new points. So, yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant as an ISFP which would make sense uh, because if you look at uh, the virtue and vice, uh, as someone in the audience had pointed out, you know, going mamba, et cetera, that is, uh, you know, the, the virtue of diligence and uh, constant practice, 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 uh, engaging that introverted sensing critic uh, to be able to get his game down. And that's why when he's the greatest basketball players of all time, on top of having being an Oscar winner and, uh, gold medalists and all those other huge accomplishments that would make any TE inferior like cry in happiness. So uh, congratulations to Kobe Bryant on his many accomplishments. There you have it, folks. Kobe Bryant is an ISFP. So, all right. ISFP and that is uh, cool. Uh, let's move on to the next one. And we're going to erase my board here because that's what I can do. And we'll get that going. And then let's see. We got, looks like we got green ink coming up next as well. Get that figured out. So we reset the board. All right, green ink. And what we have next coming up on the list as I remove Kobe Bryant here, I'm going to delete that here. And let's see what we got. Wow, someone put in a bid for Adam Driver. Awesome. So currently the high bid is Malcolm Turnbull. So we're gonna do Malcolm Turnbull next. That's at $33.5 is the current high bid. Followed by uh, Desiree Arkavan and then Diane Bish. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, and then, or wait a minute, no, that's not true. Tom York. Uh, then uh, Desiree Arkevin. I wonder if we've done Tom York already. I hope we haven't. Uh, so Malcolm Turnbull, let's get this show on the road. Okay, so Malcolm Turnbull, and let's get down to the search. Uh, all right. Malcolm Turnbull faced public in his first appearance seems ousted as prime minister. Okay, so this is like a prime minister? Wow, okay. Uh, let's see here. Lashes out at formal, uh, former liberal colleagues. Faces the public in his first appearance and is ousted. Uh, speaks at 7.30. Australia fires. Turnbull accuses Scott Morrison. Okay, so he's an Australia guy? Interview with Malcolm Turnbull? Okay. Denies Abbott leading. <coughs> okay. 
Well, well, leadership coups have become a regular feature of Australian politics. No elected Prime Minister has served a full term since John Howard more than a decade ago. Well, tonight is Malcolm Turnbull's first significant media appearance since... Apparently, Australians get pretty vicious with recalling their leaders. I didn't know that. He was toppled by his party exactly 11 weeks ago. He's chosen to answer your questions, questions from ordinary citizens of the Q&A audience. Well, I've got a lot of questions. Let's go straight to our first one. It's from Stephen Querrell. Assessor is unwilling or unable to answer. Why aren't you still Prime Minister? Well, well, thanks, Stephen, and that's the question I can't answer. Well, thanks, Dave, and that's the question I can't answer. Okay, what are you, like some ESTJ? Come on, Mr. Affiliative, like right, right there, and then you're just deflecting immediately. Of course, the only people that can answer that are the people that uh, engineered the coup. There are people like Peter Dutton and Tony Abbott and Greg Hunt and... Uh, all right, all these people that I'm going to blame for this because I'm a TE user and I'm going to name drop by establishing my credibility and my status and separate it harshly from those people's status there while being as boring as possible. T.S. Corman, the people who voted for the spill. Uh, so there are 45 of them. Uh, most of them are, are well known. There are no bones about who they are. They have to answer that uh, question. I can't answer it from my own point of view. I described it at the time as madness. I described it at the time as madness because I'm an SI user and I'm going to tell you what I described at the time. And when I describe things, I'm using TE to do it because most people, when they're describing, are being TE. And on top of that, I'm also direct and I'm controlled because I'm very outcome focused. Oh my gosh, this guy is like seriously like, I don't know, a cookie cutter can version of an ESTJ politician. Uh, all of the points you made are right. The economy was strong. We had... All of the points you made are right, because I'm a TE user, and I'm also a, a, an Australian clone of Obama. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. I went... This day has been terribly crap, but now I'm microwaving some popcorn for my big ABC tea night uh, at Pat's Carvelis. That's a funny tweet. I mean, when I... Something of value came from this interview. I became Prime Minister. I said I would deliver economic leadership in the 20... I became Prime Minister and I said I would deliver economic leadership. Okay, that's fair because, you know, if you want STJs and leadership positions, because let's be honest, ESTJs are basically only good at middle management. But if you ever want them above middle management, the only place I'd ever recommend you put them uh, is, is basically CFO and only CFO and only anything financial. But then again, I'd probably rather have an ISTJ at that position and not necessarily an ESTJ because for some reason I've noticed that STJs and NFPs, but mostly STJs, have this weird really bad attitude when it comes to doing work sometimes, especially in venture capitalist companies, you know, companies that borrow money from venture capitalists, you know, they have this attitude of the higher you up you are at a company, the less work you do. Have you guys ever noticed that about STJs? I've, I've really noticed that about that at STJs, I, like literally everywhere I've ever worked, ever. And I wonder uh, just how lazy this guy got when he was put into power, I, I wonder. I wonder. In the 2016 election, I campaigned on delivering jobs and growth. And we delivered both. Record jobs growth. The strongest jobs growth, in fact. Oh, look at my, uh, you know, we, we've delivered record growth because now I'm initiating with you. Look at my, cre my credentials. Look at my creds. I, I delivered this. I delivered that. And this is, this is my experience I did for you, you know. And uh, 
I'm going to be very systematic about it by showing you the system to do it, but I'm going to be stating the what is over and over and over again because I'm concrete AF. Come on. In you know? our nation's history, uh, strong economic growth, the envy of the developed world, by any measure, we've achieved... The envy of uh, the, uh, the, the developed world. Okay, you know what's funny? That tweet came back, and for some reason, the tweet is completely unaware of the fact that Turnbull is already you know, on their show. But it's like, hey, guys, you know, uh, what will he say? Well, he's obviously trying to convince you people that he's really good at producing economic growth. And he's trying to take credit for it, as an ESTJ politician would. Let's be straight. Because, like, yeah. I know, right, Lev? Yeah, preach it. We should ban ESTJs for a while for being in politics. The reason why is most people, especially SPs, don't want to have anything to do with politics. And then uh, you think NT pragmatic types want to have anything to do with politics. See, there's a reason why the ESTJ knows George Washington was president of the United States while the ENTP Benjamin Franklin just stayed at home and didn't have to worry about any of that crap and just let Washington handle it. There's a reason he was chosen. It's because for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, the only people that actually want power end up being philosopher types. And, you know, for some reason, everybody else can't be screwed to, like, actually use that power. You know, it's just... It's so funny how that works. It's so funny how that works. But, I mean, that's just a societal issue, let's be honest. All right, Malcolm Turnbull, folks, is an ESTJ. Uh, there's no point, there's really no point in going further. 116.49 for that one. Uh, Malcolm uh, Turnbull at 116.49 ESTJ. All right, cool. We're going to be moving on to the next one, and this is... How to type February 2020. Helps you guys save files that way. We don't find ourselves in really bad situations not saving things. Awesome. All right, cool. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Turnbull. Thank you. Thank you very much for proving all of my presuppositions about ESTG politicians absolutely correct. I hope you never get reelected, sir, along with people like Obama. Kind of interesting, though, with Bill Clinton being an ESFP, if you think about it. I mean, it's no wonder he was fooling around with the uh, interns. He was bored to death by all the uh, ESTJs in his office. No, just kidding. Uh, psych. All right, so uh, let's let's move on to the next one. All right, so apparently people want me to do Hobson next. Okay, so Malcolm Turnbull is done. Uh, looks like I'm doing Hobson. Have I done Hobson before? I wonder if I have. But uh, apparently people want me to do Hobson. So, well, wait a minute, hold on. So adding the Hobson, okay, so 24. So, okay, but that's not, uh, it looks like Adam Driver. Actually, Adam Driver's top right now. All right, we're moving on to Adam Driver next, then Hobson, cool. Adam Driver, moving right along. No. All right, so. Adam Driver. It helps if I do math. You know, it kind of helps. Adam Driver. Uh, Star Wars to Marriage Story. Okay, we could do that. Um, Adam Driver loves brutal honesty. Okay. The Rise of Skywalker. Adam Driver interview. Conversations with Adam Driver. Okay. Is this guy like a clone of Keanu Reeves? I wonder. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, it looks like an obvious S-I-N-E user, visually speaking. Hey. The Jungle Book, that's all coming back to me now. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. You actually did so yeah, much. Yeah, I just did a lot. I'm yeah. like bitching about my parents grounding me. <laughs> bitching about my parents grounding me. Okay, that's pragmatic, like straight off the bat. It seems like informative. Oof, let's not do that. Uh, all right, um, you know what? We will grace Mr. Adam Driver tonight with another rainbow. Uh, with another rainbow um, pen color. Um, so... What time makes the best politicians? No idea, Brownie. No idea. That's way too subjective and way too broad for me to answer. Also, this isn't Q&A. Um, so if you guys want to get in on Q&A, just so you guys know, Q&A is no longer a public thing available on YouTube. It is Patreon only. So for just $5 a month, you can like, go into like silver, csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. You see all of our Q&A there. All of Q&A has been moved over. Become a silver patron, get your dope rolls, get access to the Patreon area in our Discord server, drop your Patreon Q&A questions there, and then anyone in the live chat, as well as the questions in the channel, I am there to answer your questions uh, once a month, and I believe the final Thursday or the final Tuesday of the month of February is our next Patreon Q&A session. Sign up at csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon, click on silver, uh, sign up on Patreon, from there, get access to silver. It's only five bucks, guys. Like you can ask a lot of questions and not have to wait in line or wait or freak out about your question being like chosen or whatever. You know, like come on, if you guys is Q and A like really worth five bucks to you? Come on, I, I mean, I, I would imagine that Q and A would be worth five bucks to you. So, if you got a question, you want to get in on that, just drop the five bucks in and let's get this going on. Those five dollars, those little five dollars, they keep the lights on. Okay. They keep us from being able to produce content for you folks on a regular basis. So much appreciated to that. And uh, let's keep moving forward on that as well. So, okay. All right. Okay, yeah, sure. Thanks, Savaterix. Much appreciated, bro. Okay, uh, we're gonna go back to um, that thing. And gosh, that guy is informing movement. He seems like a starter type to me, but let's keep going. Oh, shit. <laughs> apparently, apparently you weren't too grounded or you were sneaking out or <laughs> right, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like one or two a year. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what it was. I basically did a play at the beginning of the year before grades came out. And then grades came out and I was grounded until <laughs> oh, the end. Oh, for the rest. And then by the end, they were like, okay, you can do the last. I was granted till the end and the grades came out. So that was a very systematic approach. He's also talking about his SI pass in that statement. So that's SI and play of the year. No, that was usually the musical. So that's how it worked out. Oh, that's, that's why great. I got like to do like a straight. That was usually the musical. That's how it worked out. It's another systematic statement. Also remembering from the past as well. Great play, then grades, and then no more, and then, uh, then musical at the end of the year. So you had an interest in acting. I mean, if you applied to Juilliard, um, but uh, you didn't get in the first time. Yeah, no. Um, and then uh, you was it just working a series of odd jobs? Because I, you know, I've, I've read so much about you, and there's these little facts that jump out. Like you started a Fight Club. Is that true? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the things that you're starting with. Friendly, friendly neighborhood fight with <laughs> people that would ride by on their bikes and we'd like recruit them in, and you know. But it was very voluntary. You didn't just go up and start. No, we didn't yet. just like. Yeah, he's, he started a, a fight club. How, how pragmatic of him to do. And his, his Start fighting people. Uh, <laughs> uh, go to a car wash and make a thing of it. You know? uh, no, we, we just like had, there was a, uh, my friend Noah had a, uh, a house that was right behind this uh, like event space called Celebrations Unlimited, which I don't know if it's there, which was like a rental space for. I don't know if it's there. It's a rental space for this or that. It's a TI description, S-I-N-E. Definitely looks like a crusader type. So, 
question folks is, is he an ESFJ or is he an ENTP? That's basically what we're looking at here. ESFJ or ENTP? You know, whatever, you, the birthdays and shit. And uh, there was like a big, um, like... Birthdays and shit. Yeah, okay, that's another uh, pragmatic statement that he made there. Field behind it. So, uh, I mean, in my mind, it was big, but it was very small. And then we would go back... In my mind, it was big, but in reality, it was really, really small. That's a TI statement and it's an NE statement as well. Out there, are like, you know, at dark and... and, and yeah, and then he just initiated another point, and he's still informing, so informing, initiating movement. There you go. So he's a starter Fight type, for sure. Wow. Let's move on to a different... Uh, he doesn't have to worry about weight or time or really anything. Um, uh, he, and he gets to watch a show where, you know... Uh, <laughs> this is just going to a dark place where there's death and murder, and he just enjoys it. Uh, I'll skip over that. Uh, uh, I'll just say job of the hut for personal reasons. There was a very practical approach that <laughs> Yeah, then to it just start. went south. Yeah. So going oh, in it out. the cute creature direction. Very initiating, keeps initiating. Right now, everybody's super into Baby Yoda, melting hearts all over the place. To see Baby Yoda's first film blank. So first, I don't know, bath, Christmas, oh words, God. something like that. <laughs> uh, first time eating peanut butter. Uh, that's what I'd pick. I really, I'm like the biggest peanut butter fan in the world, so yeah. you just won this game. All right, great. <laughs> um, now, first time eating peanut butter happens to be his favorite SI memory. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's keep going. To this movie a little, and all three actually. I was curious, what do you think uh, the movies and the trilogy overall got out of passing the story baton from JJ to Ron? Had it been on all three? Well, there's certainly ideas that I think JJ had that. Um, you know, that he let go of anyway. I don't know if that would have been different. I mean, you know, so it, it forces you to uh, shake up your idea. The, one thing that, and and again, I think it's also the nature of creating anything. You have your idea, even at the start of your movie, of what you it's going to be, and then over the course of it, you know, because you have to give it away to people. Because you, you have to give it away to people. He's talking about the great what if, with the creative process. That's very abstract. That's not concrete at all. So there you guys have it. Adam Driver's an ENTP, and 125.37 on that. Cool. All right, cool. Awesome. Adam Driver, moving on to the next one here. And we are definitely into halfway through our second hour, folks. Uh, just remember the highest, uh, if you want yours uh, shown on this show, the highest uh, bid for Super Chat uh, is uh, the choice. I'm going to be closing off Super Chats here in a few minutes. Uh, so giving you guys a heads up on that. Only highest Super Chats will get chosen. What we get through is what we get through, and that's how it is. So let's keep on going. And Adam Driver. Cool, that was fun, and oddly enough, cliche, but uh, fair enough. All right, so uh, thank you, Sabaterix. Um, and then we're going to um, remove the whole uh, Adam Driver thing here. And uh, interested in Adam Driver as well. Uh, and then you're gonna be doing that one here. And, uh, okay, so I think we've done Neil Gaiman before. Like, I actually remember doing Neil Gaiman. 
Uh, these are the current super chats in total, guys. Uh, keep a yeah, heads up. Top bid, I believe, is. Let's see here. We had a, another one here. Is it? We got Melanie Martinez. Oh no, we have Hobson. Hobson is next. Okay, Hobson is next. Um, Hobson. Hobson is next, and let's do that one. All right, Hobson is our new cool. The Hobson interview, full interview. Okay. All right, the Hobson interview. Apparently, that's just what people like to name things. The Hobson interview. So me, him, and Swizz, we met at at Swizz's house at at the kitchen table, and we were talking about like the, the splits and how we're gonna do everything. And Dame had asked me what, he was like, so what, what do I envision? Like, how do I see the percentage thing going? And I told him more like, you know, in an 80-20 split with, you know, as far as ownership goes. Yeah, Martinez, uh, I think is next on the list. Hobson technically outbid Martinez, um, I believe. So, but we are doing that one next. And he said if it was going to be that, then it, it's not going to be worth his time and he's not going to be able to invest. Okay, that guy's obviously SE talking about someone else consistently like crazy. All of his time into it and he's going to have to do other things. And he wanted more. He wanted 50-50. And so, you know, me being kind of... He wanted more. He wanted 50-50. That's an interest-based statement. Of a, I guess you'd say an ignorant stupid artist at the time where all I just was focusing on is rap and not the business side I agreed and we you know I agreed you know in the stupid situation so then from there from there on out we started putting out music and you know we were splitting everything in half um, okay yeah so you guys had a big fallout recently yes we did you made a diss song about him yeah <laughs> Ill, Ill Mind 8 yeah uh, it was interesting making a diss song about someone who doesn't actually rap. Mm. We've actually never done Sam Hyde recently, just so you guys know. Selves. So yeah. it's not like he's going to do a diss song back. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, and it wasn't, it's not, I, I wasn't making any intentions. It, I, I make songs about my life. So that, that's, a, that's a situation of my life. It's, it's just my diary. So if I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't make it. It, I, didn't, I didn't word it in a way where I'm lyrically trying to demolish him in a, in a way lyrically. I would just I was just stating the facts of, of super super informative for sure. Um, let's keep going. Of what I went through, so I mean, yeah, people make songs about their life. That that's what. Okay. Um, people make songs about their life. That's what they do. That's a very concrete statement. Okay, so S E N I again. Yeah, that, that's what it was. So you, you compared him to Jerry Heller? Yes. Uh, you said he had gambling problems? Yes. Uh, there was... Seems very responding in that. Was, I guess you mentioned some conflict of interest, being that he was a manager, owner, and accountant. Mm-hmm, yep. And uh, I guess there were some issues with money? Yes, a lot of issues with money. Okay. Uh, how long ago did the song come out? So it came out about a week ago. About a week um, ago. Yeah, okay. on, on the eight, yeah, eighth of oh. 
Yeah, eighth of March. Have you talked to him since the song came out? I haven't talked. I haven't talked to him since. Have you? Yeah, the, as he's going through those those answers, that's getting more and more direct by the second. So each of those are direct. So might be direct responding movement actually. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. He's not initiating any new points. December. Okay. Have you talked to anyone who who got his reaction from this song? Um, nobody's specific. I don't think anybody who is around him would tell me his reaction. You know, I mean, I all I see is what everybody else sees online. You know, okay. so I I don't know what his facial expression was. Okay. <laughs> uh. So, but but basically, this is your business partner. Yeah. I did mistype Drake. Drake is not an ISTP. He's an ESTP. And when things fall apart, everyone points the finger at each other. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you could deny that you guys actually had quite a bit of success together. Oh, yeah. We definitely had success together. Yes, for sure. You know, and I mean, can you honestly say that this guy did not contribute to any of that success? He contributed, but what he contributed was, you know not what he thinks he contributed. So he, I mean, he... Not what he thinks he contributed. That's T.E. That's T.E. For sure. And he seems so very outcome-focused, like, very control. Um, so he's little got some cognitive transitioning going on in there. Thinks he contributed a lot more than what he did do. What did he do? What, if you look at the significant things that he did... What... Thinks he contributed a lot more than what he actually did. That's another interest-based statement as well. So... Because okay. he's talking about the win-lose, and he's the lose, basically. Okay, so... Let's just, for example, I, I have, I've had an assistant, Jamie, who's been my assistant for the past four years. And she, you know, she started um, working with me, helping me out with things that I needed. But she, and then she also started helping, helping out with Funk Volume, helping with touring, helping with setting up merchandise, any, anything Funk Volume needed. Um, but Dame always claimed that he, he was so valuable now, Jamie, she comes from, she she doesn't come from the music world whatsoever. That guy, A Klein, he was so valuable. That's actually a TE statement as well. Talk about people's claims on that constantly, SCNI. I'm I'm going with Wayfair, guys. I really got to go with Wayfair on this. This guy is not a Templar at all. Mm -hmm. The moment Funk Volume split and we separated, instantly Jamie took over his role and and does it flawlessly. She has no no experience in the music industry other than what she's learned from. You know, being around me and just fun. She's got no experience in uh, in the uh, music industry. Volume, but there, but so instantly, because the, and this is why, because it's just sending emails. It's, it's it's just it's just playing a middleman. Going, if someone says, "Hey, I want Hobson to do a show," he goes, "Okay, let me ask Hobson." Okay. Oh, he wants to do a show. See, that's that's informative. He's informing uh, and uh, being responding in the process. Looking more and more like an ISFP, guys. Oh, it's just playing that middleman. It's just, okay. it's just, and that. Let's verify from All like grown men rappers. I feel like, I feel like a lot of rappers today, they're like kid rappers. It comes off very middle schoolish. Now nobody wants to be an old head yeah, rapper. Yeah, like now, yeah, because I look, I, I, I look. Comes off very middle schoolish. Okay, yeah, that's a TE statement. Back at all the rappers that I listened to back then, I'm like, man, the one thing that's different about then. This guy seems like so close to like Kobe Bryant. They they were all grown men. Like you mm -hmm. look at them, you're like, yo, that that motherfucker lives some life. Like, like you, a fifty. Pragmatic statement as well. In that process. Come on. Let's see here. 
Cent type. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Fifty Cent. He didn't come off as like yeah. little seventeen year old right. kid or whatever. He can't. He like I don't know what age he was, but it looked like he was like twenty five, twenty six when he came Ooh. out. Like that was the vibe. Hey, you got some more of that informative in there. Awesome. If you said the wrong thing to him, he would smack the shit out of you. You, don't, a, you don't get that feeling from a lot of rappers you, you, you these don't. days. You and, don't. And, and there still may be, you know, some of the, the younger dudes who are crazy and turned up and wild. But, mm -hmm. yeah, but it doesn't feel the same way, though. Um, Definitely. They yeah, went exactly. platinum. Their album went platinum. Yeah. They... I was nervous and shit. And with, when it came to music, it just it was just natural. Right. So, I, um, yeah, I just went full throttle with the music stuff and just literally put everything to the side and just stayed on the music. So what was the, what was your path towards uh, even like us finding out about you? Like I know were you associated with fourteen? So so um, but then I, I also started a label called Funk Volume, mm. and you know that started to take off. It was me and a couple. I mean, well, my I started a label. You know, it's Funk Volume that took off. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It's not INTJ. He's very outcome focused. He is interest based. We know for a fact he's interest based. Um, so you could only be an ESFP or an ISFP. Um, kind of could go back and forth between ESFP and ISFP right now. Seems a lot more responding, but he's more in initiating in this uh, in this particular interview. So let's keep going. My homie Swiss from high school and his brother. We we all started this label up and. We started promoting it. You know, we came up with little marketing schemes to blow everything up. And, you know, we were just shooting in the dark at the time. We didn't really know what we were doing, but mm -hmm. we were determined. And Matt Tucci Music. We did Kurt Cobain a long time ago. Watch that episode, bro. But I'll probably release another video about him, because why not? And we, we succeeded. So around 2010, that's when, like, um... I dropped my first jump off single that really like put me on the map and it was a song called sag my pants and that that's that's what um yeah that's what went viral at the time and it is it, it's, it's it was a different type of viral though so my viral for me back then was um it was on world star it was on world star had a hundred thousand views yeah guys i'm just seeing responding here i'm i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to go with foreign responding control and hobson is an isfp gotta go with it Seen a lot of that uh, Kobe Bryant similarities between the two of them. 137.36. And I think that Melanie person is next on the list. Let's keep uh, going. And let's see here. Um, yeah, super chats are closed. Let's bring this up. Cool. name so good old Hobson all right awesome good. take down Hobson it's like Melanie Martinez um, at $30 $40 okay so Melanie Martinez is next uh, let's do that red ink 
Sorry about that, guys. I didn't realize it was a full forty dollars. My bad. Melanie Martinez. Let's uh, let's do that. Okay, creation of K through twelve anti-bullying message behind the movie. Uh, Mrs. Mackler with AOL build interview. Okay, the morning show interview. All right, album K through twelve. Melly Martinez is here. Reading people's responses to the film, I'm like blown away. I can't even. Reading people's responses to the film, I'm like blown away. Very extroverted sensing. Then express, honestly, my heart is so full. It's like, it's crazy, I can't. It's insane. And I know, I know to you, the highest accolade or achievement that you can make in music is to help people heal. Energy was just so different than any time they've ever stepped into a theater. Like there was just a sense of community and like togetherness and just like so much love. Um, a sense of community and, and togetherness that that's... and so much love. That's technically an affiliative statement. It's all I could ever dream of creating, you know, that kind of environment is so special. Totally. That kind of environment is so special because SE and I, possibly TIFE, another affiliative statement. And it's funny, like, I'm, I'm really happy that you on your story were like, yo, like, say what's up to people, like, introduce yourself. Because it's something that, I, I don't know, like, you know, we're all a little shy, right? Yeah. A con wow, tell that ENTP to stop talking. Concerts. But if you think about it, what a great place to meet your new best friend. Tell what it's like, um, and I know that if anybody resonates with my music, they're probably an introvert, I would assume. Right. <laughs> so um, it's really difficult making friends, especially uh, just with strangers, you know what I mean? But I think... Difficult making friends with strangers. Okay, it's another FE statement. That's uh, affiliative. Um, definitely uh, movement oriented as well. Uh, gonna put a point down for direct so far. Uh, seems to be choosing a role in the conversation pretty well. Uh, gonna keep uh, going at it from there. I think that that was kind of the difference in these theaters. It was like it didn't feel like it was strangers. It felt like it was like a family. Which totally, really and it sweet. probably felt incredibly safe. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's funny, you know. Uh, you say let it all out. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that that been just visuals? Um, I started writing poetry when I was really young, and then I kind of translated that into writing music when I taught myself how to play guitar uh, at like 14. But I was really into photography, so I think that my interest in visual arts and photography mixed with my interest in music, I was just like, naturally, these two fit really well together for me. Right. Yeah. What is okay, so that was very responding. She stayed on topic the entire time, and she was direct, and she's movement. So she's direct responding movement. Uh, T-I-F-E-S-E-N-I, which means she is a Templar type, which automatically qualifies her as INFJ. Just straight up automatically qualifies her. But let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look at another uh, interview just in case to verify. Welcome to the Morning Show, Melody. Thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure. We have to talk about this feature film because it... Do those numbers... Do... Absolutely. I'm just super grateful for everyone who watched it and who resonates with it. I get messages all the time from people talking about, you know, how much it means to them and how it helped them heal in some way, shape, or form. Oh, how much it means to them and how it helps them heal in some shape or form. It's just... SEFE statements coming out of me constantly like popcorn out of a popcorn machine. So that means them, you know, the most to me. It's incredible. Your fans actually are really passionate. They're incredible. Some I hear some are even tattooing mm -hmm. your music on them. Mm -hmm. 
But okay, what's the deal with someone actually, someone was so obsessed with you, they took your purse? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't very good security that night. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> we gotta there wasn't very good security that night. It's also an SE statement. Um, and uh, fair enough. Um, it was also an interest statement. Work on that. Yeah, no, well, it's definitely worked on now. It was like years ago. But yeah, I mean, they're very passionate. Um, and, you know, like I said, I get so many messages and it's very overwhelming and it just makes my heart feel like it's going to explode. You know, it's 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 really amazing. That is all oh, the INFJ likes getting recognition. Oh, that like never happens. Awesome. Want to talk about the creativity? Where you where are you getting your inspiration surrealist kind of art films and stuff um i i just love art and i love music and i love creating and a lot of the time the way that i describe like writing music and kind of what it feels like is almost like i'm you know just being uh i guess like i wouldn't say possessed but kind of by this like really beautiful kind of energy of like just creation wow I wouldn't say I'm like possessed, but this beautiful kind of energy, just like creation, you know, because like I'm abstract AF, you know. And where I feel like I can really uh, directly, you know, feel something and then right after I can um, just put it down on paper and... And, you know, I can feel something and then, you know, right after I can, you know, put it on paper because, because I, I'm an INFJ, guys. Yeah, yes, yes, you are. You are definitely an INFJ, Melanie Martinez. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Melanie Martinez, uh, INFJ, yeah, oh and then uh, 144, uh, oh, wow, I've just triggered railgun, okay, well, I mean, no, I, you didn't. <laughs> 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 never, never not trigger railgun while on the show, folks, no. uh, she, she's always my, uh, she's my, she's my favorite, uh, um, you know, live studio audience at all times. Uh, she's, uh, she made some really good steak today. I was, I was pretty, pretty happy with her awesome steak. Never not to have awesome steak. All right, cool. And let's move on and reset the board to the next one. All right, so Melanie Martinez. Cool. And then, uh, let's see here. Moving on. Lady Melanie Martinez. Okay. All right, cool. And who's current top bid? Okay. Add to Neil Gaiman. So Neil Gaiman's 25 Canada. But then we have uh, two $30 ones. And the first $30 one available is Tom York. So looks like Tom York is up next. Let's do this. All right. Dom York. Dom York. Let's see what this guy is all about. Tom York. Cool. Tom York, Tom York, Tom York. Tom York interview. Awesome. Tom York interview. All right, the anima interview. Cool. Let's see here. Wait, which Tom York are we talking about here? Like, holy smokes. Um, well, 2006. Seems like the same guy. It's just younger and whatnot. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Let's get some different times. You'll answer them. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I, I just, I, I raised that because I think that for the longest time you rejected that. You were like, no, I don't have to answer that question. And mm. No, I don't like this trade. Mm. <laughs> and it felt like the trade didn't work for you for a long time. And I've kind of recognized that that's a, it's a weird trade. I think you go through this experience where I, 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 the way I used to do it was like I, I was really honest. If someone asked me a question, I would answer honestly. Mm. But then I would read what people would write afterwards and go, well, no, that's, you, that's taken out of context. That's not what I'm... Oh, that's taken out of context. That's not the perception I'm trying to give other people because I'm a TE user. Men and, and you see yourself in print much as when you see yourself in the mirror first time naked and you go, ah! Yeah, terrifying. Awful. Um, and that just keeps going and going and going because you're forced to do more and more and more. So you're coming, trying to come up with a strategy of like, well, um, I don't really want to see this bit of me naked, so I'm going to like avoid it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't work either. I don't really want to see that bit of me naked. That's not going to, I'm going to avoid it. It's kind of introverted sensing and also TEFI. Because they just buy it anyway. Once, like when I was in Germany in the late 90s, waking up, turning on whatever music channel it was, and there's Lou Reed. Destroying, <laughs> destroy. I mean, like, legendary behavior. Yeah, but but I watched it, and it's when notorious. I watched what he was saying, and it's like it's totally fair enough. Mm. He's like, they ask him some question, he's like, that's a stupid question. Mm. Next, mm. but he's right. It was a stupid question, and it's our job to try and limit the amount of stupid questions. What? As possible. But he could. It's Lou Reed. Hey, yeah, imagine yeah, what yeah. you could ask him. I know. I'll be straight with you, like. It's weird because I feel that's ah, kind of a pragmatic statement with there. Um, we'll put that it down as pragmatic. And I'm going to stop hitting extra buttons on my machine. I feel like I know you really well because of the influence you've had on me as an artist and a musician and the way that you've encouraged me to help shape my thinking and deal with my emotions through your music. So thank Crumbs, you. Bloody hell. <laughs> thank really? you for that. No, but thank you. Oh, but I mean, I, you know, that's that's part of the trade. The, the, I, mean, I guess there's two types of influence. There's the there's the influence of which is not really influence, is, is, is the, how people may emotionally connect with music I've been involved in. Mm. And that is something that... Uh, two, two kinds of influences, people, how they emotionally uh, you know, connect with music I've been into. That's a, it's kind of an abstract statement, but it's also a very affiliative statement, but he also made a pragmatic statement earlier, so we'll see how that goes. Um, man, someone really wants Neil Gaiman. Holy smokes. Really wants Neil Gaiman. Okay. Well, well, Sophie, I mean, I, I admire the, the, the constant going at it. Um, part of me is completely mystified why that would be the case, because human beings are really different. So why would it be that... Oh, gosh, this guy is like a freaking idealist, like crazy. You know, why would people do that? What's their interest in doing that? You know, I don't feel good about that TE, and I'm just so mystified while also being informative, responding, and control at the same time. So TIFE, uh, informative, responding, control, this guy is either an ISFP or he is an INFP. So uh, let's, uh, let's keep going, but so far it's looking like INFP so far, but let's keep going. Uh, I'm going to do a different interview. I know, it's all right. I think. Uh, well, we're just really really young when we did it, you know, really sort of hardly been playing this band, never really been in a studio. 
just got signed to a huge label, completely freaked out and, and hadn't done the gigs, you know, basically. I had done the gigs, you know, so basically, gosh, getting assigned a huge label, it's another TE statement, seems like introverted sensing as well. Which is a really unfashionable thing to say, but we'd like to be, uh, you know, making records uh, five, ten years from now. Whether anyone buys them or not is, is you now obviously they have to buy them, otherwise you can't make them. <laughs> I hope people buy them. Well, it's like it's so te inferior. The man's obviously te inferior. You can't like. You can't argue that, you know, he's for responding control to inferior, but is he an ISFP or INFP? We got to keep, keep looking at that. The way he's dressed though, I mean, he's, he looks like, you know, INFP, but hasn't really been speaking so much about other people. He's been mostly talking about his own experience. So let's see. He's like, do people even want these things? It looks like he's just staring out in space. You know, it's a very NE approach. He's trying to look into the future. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Um, you've criticized compartmentalized pop, don't you? You feel that the fact that you strive, sorry, the fact, the fact that you strive not to be compartmentalized is, is the reason why people in this country, in the music press, are he's staring down, and then the, the interviewer is actually up more to the left. So it's like to up on you. Maybe, uh, maybe because we're crap to begin with as well. Maybe, maybe because we're crap to be honest as well. Okay, fair enough. That's like Effie Nemesis. That was also abstract as well. That was an abstract statement. Fair enough. It's very honest. Uh, also, well, no, I don't think that anymore because I suppose, you know, they have to have something to write about and if they don't have the language in which to write it and the way... They have something to write about, he's complaining about his perceptions and the potential perceptions of what he's saying. That's also an abstract point of view, so I'm done with that. Tom York is an INFP. There you go. Straight up, that man is an INFP. Super abstract. Cool. Uh, Tom York, INFP, 15304. Cool. Moving on to the next one right now. Someone really wants that Neil Gaiman. Really, really wants that Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. I could have sworn I've done Neil Gaiman before. Like, I really have sworn I've done Neil Gaiman. I imagine Neil Gaiman is next on the list. Sophie's like, give me that Neil Gaiman. Give it to me. So, let's see. Okay. Alright. So, alright. So, 25, 35 Canadian. Uh, let's see. 35 Canadian. Um, and then we're gonna do get rid of Tom York right here. And uh, 35 Canadian to $26.3, which means Desiree uh, Arkevin is next, technically. So cool, Desiree Arkevin. I'm not sure if you were planning on that one, Sophie. Um, Desiree Archivon. Um, let's uh, let's do that one. So Desiree Arch, and I hope I s 
pronounce that correctly, guys. If I didn't, I mean, I have no idea. So let's see. Um, okay, and uh, let's see here. Desiree Arbogon. I uh no 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 stop stop playing that Desiree Arc. Oh my gosh, please actually find that Arc Haven Haven Haven. In bed with Desiree. Okay, very interesting. Ooh, bisexual labels. This is gonna get good. Is this an ESTP woman complaining about being accused of being uh, bisexual? Been quite a year. Yeah, for you. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> Oh, it's been quite a year for you. Oh, I'm just an INFP interviewer. Does he interview this potential ESTP woman? Uh, that's my first impression of her, but who knows what it really is. <laughs> Do I have, like, the face of a... I mean, the miseducation of Cameron Post. Mm -hmm. You have the face of a, a Howard victim. Okay, so that was extroverted sensing, that was initiating, and that was direct. Like, right off the bat. Hugely successful. Um, and now the bisexual yeah. coming out. Assuming, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a coincidence that they've both kind of arrived at the same time. It's just an accident. Basically what happened was I made Appropriate Behavior, which is my first movie, and when I was, as soon as I made that and I started doing press around it, I... Apparently they misspelled filmmaker. That's hilarious. I knew I wanted to make the bisexual. I wanted to make a, a dating comedy about... A bisexual character it, every time I did press for appropriate behavior it is my first time doing press and I hear myself introduced as like bisexual filmmaker Desiree Akhavan or like bisexual Iranian American Lena Dunham Desiree Akhavan and it was humiliating like it felt deeply oh it was humiliating it felt deeply terrible because I'm a TEFI user who's direct initiating control oh, I wonder what that means automatic ENTJ like, I know I don't even have to bother going from here. This one was an ENTJ, like straight up, but well, it's okay. Let's keep, just keep going. And I didn't know why. I was like, that's factually correct. I out, I outed myself as bisexual, and yet when you say that, it feels like saying, like, international bedwetter Desiree Akhavan, like super. No, it sounds like this because, you know, I, I'm a TEFI user, and I'm a, I'm a wayfarer trying to, you know, joke about myself in that way in an attempt to break the ice to make myself more comfortable because I can't do that. But I'm also pragmatic at the same time. And I'm going to abstract what you're saying because it sounds like this other thing. So she's basically using your introvert intuition to abstract what he's saying because it sounds like if it was going to go in print, it'd come out this way, etc. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, guys, like, this is an ENTJ woman just straight up. Like, you know, which is kind of like the way it is, right? So. So hopefully this time will work Tim Ferriss interview. <laughs> All right, Sophie. All right. Got you next. I won't end the show until we get yours in, Sophie. But super chats are closed, people. Come on. Super duper embarrassed. I'm so sure you're writing this. And I was unemployed at the time. And my girlfriend and I had just broken up, so I was homeless. So I stayed on her couch. And I didn't have a visa or anything. I was just... I don't typically do fictional people, but, you know, maybe I might do a how to type fiction one random night. It's just hard because if you have different writers writing the character, it changes. Fashion for a few months, and then it was her husband who said, you know, you should pitch this TV show. Yeah, it was her husband that, you know, said you should pitch. Like, 
I, I don't need to bother. Like, this woman is an ENTJ. Like, come on. Uh, Desiree, uh, Akavon, uh, ENTJ. Because, you know, I'm terrible at uh, remembering their names. Cool. And next one on the list. Neil Gaiman. Again. I think I've done Neil Gaiman before. I will do Neil Gaiman again. Apparently, we want some verification on Mr. Neil Gaiman. Gosh, I think I even remember what he looks like. I, I think I remember what he looks like. I think I remember what type he was, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we'll do some Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. And we will spend some uh, time on Mr. Neil Gaiman this evening. And you know what? We're going to make him special rainbow color. Because that's what we do. Special Neil Gaiman rainbow color. Because why not? So. Okay. Yeah. Demoted to... Uh, Alright. I don't know what that even... I don't even know what you guys are saying in the live stream chat. I, I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. But it's all good. Neil Gaiman. Uh, interview. Alright. Let's do this. Neil Gaiman. Gosh. Alright. Maybe I haven't done Neil Gaiman before. Maybe I have. Gosh, I don't remember. The interview I've waited 20 years to do. The Tim Ferriss Show. Let's do it. <laughs> written in two weeks and you leave this horrible hotel room and that was how he did it and i i have not done neil gaiman before i'm actually glad we did this thank you i i was actually reading about this guy recently um so yeah i, I i'm in i'm all in have tried it a couple of times i did it with the american draft of neverwhere that was the first mm. one i ever tried and i did the entire sort of American draft, which was a big second draft. The book had already been published in the UK, but my American editor wanted stuff done because she pointed out that the book as it existed was written for people who knew, knew that Oxford Street was a big street with lots of shops on it, you know, it, it, or whatever. They, it was written for... Brit so he's complaining about someone, you know, doing it too uh, simple. He's talking about what other people want and experience that he had as a result. Introverted sensing seems informative to me so far, but let's keep going. Some Londoners, mm -hmm. and she wanted something expanded. So I. She wanted something expanded, a little bit uh, more uh, complicated. So. He expanded it. Um, and I was in a room with. As far as I remember, no windows in the, I think it was a Marriott in the World Trade Center. Marriott in the World Trade Center is where I was. Okay, very SI. And um, which is no longer there. But writing in that hotel room, you just wanted to be out. <laughs> It, it's, it seems to me, and you can't believe everything you read on the internet, so I, I want you to certainly fact check me as needed. 
Yes, fact check, Mr. Tim Ferriss, the uh, you know shadow ENTP master, you know. But that you you also have or have had some internal rules, so you can you can use your external environment to assist. But but I read uh, that, and again, feel free to correct. But yep. making rules, the importance of making rules, rules like you can sit here and write, or you can sit here and do nothing, but you can't sit here and do anything else. That that was always and still is, um, and I'm absolutely allowed not to do anything. I'm allowed to sit at my desk. I'm allowed to stare out at the world. I'm allowed to do anything I like. I'm allowed to do anything I like. When you're talking about being allowed to do something, you're coming off pretty affiliative there, bro. As long as it isn't anything. I'm not allowed to do a crossword. Not allowed to read a book. Not allowed to phone a friend. Not allowed to, you know, make a clay model of something. I, I, all I'm allowed to do is absolutely nothing or write. And what I love about that is I'm giving myself permission to write or not write. But writing is actually more interesting than doing nothing after a while. You know, you sort of sit there and... You've been staring out the window now for five minutes, and it. Been staring out the window now for five minutes, and uh, standing there, more introverted sensing. Uh, seems responding control. Uh, so, but let's keep going. Kind of loses its charm. <laughs> You're going well, actually. Skip ahead. If I've written something on a computer, and I decide to lose a chunk, it feels like I've lost work. If I delete a page and a half, I feel like there's a page and a half. Feel, if I delete a page and a half, it feels like lost work. Okay, that's interest-based. That's technically a TI statement, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going. I really want to see if he's FIT, because I kind of want to like make an argument he's an INFP, but I'm not sure I'll be able to. We'll see. It just went away, and that, that's a page and a half worth of work I've just lost. If... I've been writing in a notebook, and I'm typing it up, and I can look at something and go, I, I don't need this page and a half, and I leave it out. I've just saved myself work. Luna is an INFP, guys. Luna Lovegood is an INFP. It's okay. And it feels kind of like I'm, I'm treating myself. So I'm... I'm treating myself because I have introverted sensing. Yay. Yay. I'm treating myself. Okay, cool. Great. Oh my gosh. Guys, is this man like, you know, and it's, he's, he's abstract, but is this guy an INTP or is this guy an INFP? Like, wh what do we got going on here? You know? Uh, just trying to always have in my head the idea that maybe I'm, somehow on some cosmic level paying somebody by the word in order to be allowed to write that that if they're there they they should matter they should mean something it's always important to me and you mentioned uh, you mentioned distraction earlier and your uh, dangerously adorable son uh which which I certainly agree with uh i went over to the moleskins um and I loved them when they first came out, and then they dropped their paper quality. Hmm. And dropping paper quality 
Then they dropped their paper quality. Gosh, you know, I love them. They came out, they dropped the paper quality. It's another SI statement talking about his own personal experience he's having. Definitely abstract. I'm seeing affiliative. I'm seeing interest. I mean, honestly, based on the evidence we have, INFP, but I'm going to switch to a different interview. So, Neil Gaiman, let's start at the beginning. Why Norse mythology? What made you do it? I've been in love with Norse mythology since I was a kid. I was probably six years old when I discovered the Marvel Comics Thor in English reprints and then went to Roger Lancel and Green's Myths of the Norsemen and I loved the stories. I loved um, how strange, funny sometimes and also dark they were. These, these wonderful tales of trickster Loki, of why... Daniel Karayuki will do... We'll see if we can maybe fit in Travis Scott for the challenge for next month. Contact Raka the Mazi on Discord and uh, tell him about it, Mr. Karayuki. He's an untrustworthy Odin um, of huge power. Don't forget the challenge is the first person that I type, uh, you know, on the next go. So, and it's usually chosen out of uh, the super chats, but it's usually up to the mods to make the decision. So, just uh, just contact Raka and see what he can do for you. Powerful, mighty, but not necessarily the brightest hammer in the bag, Thor, and the way that they were all heading towards Ragnarok. The way that they're all heading towards Ragnarok. Okay, you know, very abstract. He's not talking about anything systematic at all here. The the end of everything of the tales of, of Odin or of Thor or of Frigg. Um, in all Great ructions going on in Western politics at the moment. Well, I mean, it is absolutely fascinating that the way you have this story in which Odin goes, we need a giant wall around Asgard to keep all the giants out. And actually he winds up getting a giant to build the wall and, and is determined to make the giants pay for it. Um, so which may well be where Donald Trump got the idea. Yes, maybe where Donald Trump got the idea. That is an NE statement if I've ever heard one. That's also a TE statement as well. Uh, and abstract and interest based. That's pretty cool. More keep going to more INFP as she looks. I think we can learn a lot from myth. But I oh, we can learn a lot from myth. That's an affiliative statement, actually. I think, I mean, more than the wall, which is just really kind of funny, um, the place where I keep going and where my head keeps going is Ragnarok, is the final chapter where we are describing the end of days with brother against brother and mother against son and sister fighting sister and the idea that the seas become... Um, a dead and you know dead fish floating on the top of the seas. Ow, gosh, this guy is super powerful. I need to spend more. I need to pay more attention to what this guy writes. I, I might actually read one of his books. Very abstract, uh, very interest-based, very affiliative. This guy is definitely an NF. So yeah, dudes, uh, is an INFP. That's cool. Neil Gaiman, INFP, fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic fellow. I always enjoyed uh, watching him on television. But yeah, um, although to be fair, I thought his role in the Robin Hood film with Kevin Costner was lacking. But then again, I think the production team for that film 
I, I don't think it had anything to do with the actors. I just think that the film was just horribly done in like every way. But I mean, come on, it's the it's the really uh, when we are on fire, super Christianese culture of the nineteen nineties, and uh, quite honestly, like you know, back when they're like telling children to do the see you at the pole prayer thing at high schools, which in my opinion is just I I really can't stand that church culture at all. I absolutely can't stand that. So yeah. Um but cool. Um, um Yes, the end of days when INFJs stop pushing humanity foretold by CSJ when no man can be forgiven and society dies. It's not just that Savaterics it's also where the ENFPs are no longer willing to show gratitude either, and then as a result, they're not able to gather mercy from themselves. Thus, they do not understand the concept of mercy. Thus, they're not able to advocate for the rest of humanity before the judgment seat at the end of the world either. So just be advised, you know, it's going to get a little interesting as time goes on. We can all hope for that Star Trek-related utopia, but then again, if you're watching Star Trek Picard uh, as a show, um, which, by the way, I actually watched Dave Colon's uh, review of that of the first two episodes, and I got to agree, Star Trek Picard is a bit of a departure from Star Trek, and so also it's a little bit of Star Trek Discovery, although I think Star Trek Discovery as a show has like really um, recovered from that, um, but I just wish they showed a lot more of the better parts of humanity in the current Star Trek shows than we're seeing nowadays. I think it's because it's like, you know, hey, we'll uh, we'll get that figured out. CSJ is a doomsday man? No, I'm a pragmatic man, actually, Mr. Tucci. It's not, I'm, I'm pragmatic and I'm not, you know, like everything, yeah, definitely comes to an end, but that's not going to cause me to freak out. Don't forget, I'm someone who believes in the gift of Iluvatar, uh, which is from the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. The gift of Iluvatar has been given to men, and that is death, right? So death is actually a good thing. I'm not a transhumanist, but I do believe that what the transhumanists preach is actually inevitable and ultimately true for our future as a human race, uh, which means uh, immortality via technology, of which I'll have no part of, because immortality via technology will bring about uh, mass slavery and create a hell of a world because he who controls that technology controls the destiny of man and can literally enslave all of humanity as a result of taking advantage of humanity's fear of death. No thank you, folks. I will not have any part of it. Uh, and I will continue to tell the truth in the face of everyone's fear of death while simultaneously mocking humanity for the obscenity it will become when the time comes. I will speak the truth, and I'm sure many people will rejoice on the day that I am no longer speaking the, the truth, but who cares? At least I said my piece, and they will be forever written upon their hearts indefinitely. So, because that's what SC Demon does. It tells the truth, and it just has a way of making it permanently stuck. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, cool. Um, yes, yeah, better to die on your feet than live like a slave on your knees. Although, that's not my initial quote. Uh, but thank you, uh, Boris, uh, for that as well. Um, definitely not uh, going uh, to do that. And I will do one final one tonight, and uh, we're going to do um, we're going to do uh, Diane Bish. Um, Diane Bish, one final one tonight. Uh, so let's let's do that. Okay. 
And uh, I think I'm going to do the other rainbow color for uh, Diane Bish. Bish? 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 I don't know. I really don't know what it should be. Diane Bish. Bish? 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 No, I, I don't know. I, I really have no idea. So, Diane Bish. Cool. Diane Bish. And let's see here. All right. All heroes are villains. Never forget that. Interview with Diane Bish. Okay. Welcome to the Joy of Music. Featuring the First Lady of the Organ, Diane. My mother would turn on the Metropolitan Opera and have it, uh, have it playing while we were doing the household chores. Not only that, but she would buy books on opera so that I could read about the operas before they took place and I could know what was happening. And then at the same time, when I would uh, get my chores uh, completed, I would take a little music stand and I would put some music on it. It wasn't the opera playing. But I would open the music and I would conduct what was happening in the opera. So I got a real feel for music. This is when I was four, five, six years old. I got a feel for the music. I uh, obtained a love for the music and uh, it stayed with me all of my life. And uh, amazingly enough, my father is an artist, a wonderful artist. He's won many awards in Kansas. He's won many awards in Kansas. Gosh, it's like an ESFJ talking. Oh my goodness. It's got to stop there. For his, for his artwork. And through him, and through both of my parents, I really uh, have a, a true appreciation and love of the arts and for things beautiful. You know, it's very interesting that uh, a lot of people would say, well, where is Wichita, Kansas, and whatever happened? Gosh, she's so informative. It's like, no, no, stop. Stop informing. But they're not giving the opportunity for the interviewer to actually ask the questions, which is also frustrating. So I want to get a different... Um, I want to get a different uh, phone. On bench, on the bench, Dr. Carroll. Cool. Let's try that. kind of fun. I'm sitting with the great, incredible, dazzling Diane Bish. Thank you so much, Diane. I didn't know who you were going to be talking <laughs> about there. Thank you for joining us. Oh, was that TIFE uh, uh, self-deprecation? Hmm. On the bench with Dr. Carroll. It's a, it really is a privilege. Thank you. You have done so much for the organ and so much for women in the organ world. Yeah, I, I mean appreciate it. that. I, do, I don't think about that a lot, but I, I, I hope that I've done a lot because it's what I was meant to do. So, I'm 
what I was meant to do. I'm informative, initiating movement, TIFB, talking about my own experience because I'm an SI user, seems like a crusader type. Oh yeah. Enjoy doing it. Do you remember the first time you heard an organ? Not the first time, but I, I used to hear the tabernacle organ every Sunday morning on the radio. Yes. And I loved that organ. It, yes. was, it was beautiful and the, and the way uh, uh, Schreiner played it. it was, yes. At that time, it was Alexander Schreiner. Yes. And he, he played so warmly and he played such interesting music and he played it in an interesting way. And I really loved it. And then, of course, constantly telling uh, informative SI stories. Very SI stories seems concrete, uh, still informing us, still initiating points. She just she just initiated a whole new point so just right there. The organ in church, yeah. So, and that was. Oh, and that was. Oh, look, another initiation. She just initiated again. She's a starter type. This woman is a starter type. There you go. Very starter type. Um, TIFE, self-deprecation, SINE, crusader type, concrete. She's an ESFJ. She just this woman is an ESFJ. Like I don't even, I don't even need to like continue going on from there hey by the way like walter santi had a new new uh episode and it's indy the cat yes yes my favorite cat online that i follow all the time is indy the cat at walter santi's youtube channel like hey by the way i'm actually thinking about doing a special on that uh youtube channel i don't know if you guys what do you guys think but like i like railgun and i have typed and psychoanalyzed all of his cats and he's got like <laughs> He's got eight outdoor cats and two indoor cats, and we, like, know all their types. And there's, like, some serious drama. And, like, his one cat, D'Artagnan, the INTP, is dating, like, the ENFJ cat and whatnot. But then she, like, cheated on him, and then D'Artagnan got upset about it. It's, like, hilarious. And and the, the guy who owns the channel is some Asian dude. He, um, he records all the dramas of these cats. It's, it's like, it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's so fun. But uh, his cat, Indy, and I think it's this orange little Bengal cat. Like, he's an ENTP. This cat is an ENTP cat. And, like, he throws this ball to this ENTP cat. And this cat just, like, he literally jumps up to catch the ball. Sometimes he jumps and he ends up inside of, like, a basketball hoop. It's, like, the greatest thing you've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's absolutely fantastic. But here's the channel, guys. If you guys have not seen this channel, it is amazing. Walter Santi. I put it into the live stream chat. I have no idea why I'm promoting someone else's channel like on my own, but hey, you know, I, I, I'm just letting you guys know that I really enjoy that. And uh, I might be doing an episode on it later. So, but cool. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks for coming tonight. Uh, thank you for all your support on Patreon. Uh, you guys want to get in on question and answer for Q&A? That's Patreon only now. And uh, $5, Patreon Silver, csjoseph.live forward slash Patreon. And uh, thank you all for coming tonight. I know I went a little bit over on time, but uh, haven't seen you guys in a bit, even though I just, you know, dumped a whole bunch of lectures recently. And uh, look for new season 22, new season 17 uh, to release here on the channel. And then we have INTJ and INFJ dropping for Patreon Gold very soon. Season 19, guys, check that out too as well. Uh, how to be the best INTJ you could be, how to be the best INFJ you could be, and master the four sides of your mind and your gateway functions and like like reach enlightenment and things. All those really important steps, right? And uh, just 
stay with us, guys. Thanks for keeping the lights on. And uh, with that being said, folks, you all have a good night. I'll see you later.